Gomez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello, and welcome to a Camp Wonderland. We are an Arsenal podcast, and I haven't showered despite going for a run and going to the gym today. So I fucking stink. There goes the first F-bomb of the evening. Uh, My name is Chris. I am your host. Hello, everyone. I'm still here. Um, Yeah, I'll explain maybe a little bit later on where I've been, but I'm still here. I promise. Me and Danny have not fallen out. Um, Oh, yeah, I just haven't told you yet. Oh, okay, fair (laughs) enough. Um, But, yeah, it basically involves uh, a large hippopotamus and a uh, very, very large lawsuit. But we'll come back to that later on. We have been a little bit here and there with our schedule, but you know what it's like, listeners. If you've followed the show for a long time, you know what we're like. These things happen. Danny basically is the only one who's too fat and lazy to do anything with his life, so he's always here. Rude. But people like myself and Carl actually work for a living and have lives. So Carl you know. works for the underground. He, doesn't, he just presses the button and tells people to hurry up. True, true. But also, who's going to count Femi's appearance fees? Because that's a job in itself, which I think John's doing at the moment. So... You know, anyway, um, fun, fun fact, actually, before I do the intros, uh, I've just I've just come to the new um, I, I've just ventured into the world of the John Wick films. I tweeted about this last night and I've watched what all four. Up to? I've watched all four now. I, I finished uh, the last one last night. I, I do hope and you've put them in the order. Two, one, four, three. No, immediately. No, I've, I went one, four, three, two. Four was fucking atrocious. Really? That step scene at the end was just monotonous but then I mean, again you had the top down view bit going through the rooms that was, i love that the that cinematography is fucking fantastic yeah but anyway the whole point of the whole point of that dialogue was i was immediately thinking that, that what that big club looked like one of femi's wings of his house that's, that's what, what it was shot was it on femi yeah. on location fantastic. yeah it was shot in his carl walker fan club appreciation wing ah is that the dog nonce, Carl Walker, or a different one? Anyway. Oh, they share it. <laughs> I feel we should move on. Um, hi, Danny. How are you? Hello. Have you, the bloke who wrote, directed, sorted out the John Wick films, did a show with Bob Erdenkirk, a film with Bob Erdenkirk called um, Nobody. Mm. You watch that. My I God, haven't. My I've... groin is tingling. And also I've watch Bullet things. Train. Bullet Train, I've got on my list, and I've also been recommended Equalizer or the Equalizer series. So I only um, watched that because I love Denzel. Mm. The oh show. yeah. In the no. words of our late great Steve, <laughs> fucking get, <laughs> get on with it, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I, you know, hi Carl, by the way, how are you doing? I'm uh, fine. <laughs> good um no i mean it's international break it's the interlull no one fucking cares about you know anything you like, mean you didn't watch that marvelous game yesterday with north macedonia one england one do you know what i like, actually i actually did i've actually watched both oh. of england's last games because being a big malta lover i had to watch that and uh yeah and i i stuck a couple of quid on um the england game and i very nearly won that bet but i didn't so sad times but yeah they, they they're bad aren't they so I've, do you know what 
you know what? You, you all know my allegiance is, is with, with the French. However, um, Southgate is going to cost you that tournament. Because on paper, that squad is easy as good as anyone. Yeah, thank you, then. I was, thinking the same, I was thinking the same thing. What do you mean you? Not, well, not you, literally. You, you English you, people. You. <laughs> um, as, I think we're all English someone, and none of us support England. You English as fans. One, as someone once said, Brexit means Brexit. We're fucking, we're apart from the Europeans now. That's what it meant, breakfast. To, to be fair, Carl, you, you have a little bit of a, a, a soft spot for the French team, don't you? I remember us chatting about it last summer, so... I do. I um mm. and we won fourteen nil. Like indeed, indeed, yes. Uh, a, a legend is born in Warren Zaya Emery. They even, it was so name. easy that um, France even had a regen, a made-up regen. I've seen him. It's not a real human being. <laughs> he who scored on his debut and then got injured. Not even a real human being. He is definitely real. He was an FM twenty three regen, and bloody hell, he's good. Best best midfielder since Sass Fabregas, in my opinion. Anyway, we yeah, we we we, we, well, we might Malcolm. <laughs> legend, Zenit legend. We may come um, to the Premier League very soon, Malcolm, and the rest of them. You probably will end up at Luton or somewhere. Anyway, we will touch on that in a minute. Um, basically, tonight's show is going to be organised chaos. Um, we'll probably be here for an hour or so, just just talking nonsense. Uh, everybody in the chat, welcome to you. I see some regulars there. Steph, how you doing? Jim, how you doing? Fly KJ, Patrick Carlson. Oh, they're the only ones I can see at the moment, but I'm sure there's more. Uh, Englishman in Canada. That's a great name. Um, hello to no, you, sir. He's, he grew up in Huntington, where I grew up. Oh, well, you have my sympathy, sir. We've um, been emailing quite a few times. Lovely, man. Have you? Any he too happy. Or... Maybe he's met Jeff. That's the only way anyone could be that happy while standing in snow. I'm sure what it's a man. Him. What a man. He's already, he's already in my good books because he's asked us to keep this to three hours. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can 100% assure you, sir, it will be shorter than three hours tonight because I really need to shower. Anyway, let's jump in. So we're not going to go back as far as Burnley because no one really cares. And Burnley is shit and we beat them. So dirty northern bastards. But we are <laughs> going to talk about a few bits and bobs. Um, Danny, I feel we should wind the clock back a little bit and let's talk mm. about... Um, our friend, our friend and yours, um, fellow podcaster Soph, and the uh, the good fo- uh, the good folks at the Highbury Squad. They they had an interview um, a couple well, sorry, a week and a half ago now, wasn't it? Time flies Mon- with Monday Madness. So that was a Monday week Madness. Yesterday. There you go. So we are we're coming to the party a bit late, but a I wanted to give them a nod and a wink because fair play, um, they got the scoop there, and, and a lot of places picked up on it. Uh, even Goldbridge picked up on it. Sky Sports, the lot of them. And I'm sure everyone knows what it was to do with, but um, props to Kevin and Soph. They had Aaron Ramsdale's father on. And to be honest, I don't really want to go into too much what was said because that's their show and I don't want to steal their material, so to speak. But I I do just want to touch on the, the fallout from it, if you like. Daddy, you've got pretty blunt views i know who'd have thought that was coming but you you think that um maybe don't slander his dad because he is just a man at the end of the day but you you weren't really a fan of this we'll come on to what, what it might mean for arteta and aaron ramsdale himself when i come to carl but you you just felt that as good a job as Soph and kev did this probably wasn't the best of ideas as far as his, his father went I think you can sum it up with at one point you went, Kev, you're an ex-footballer, Sophie, you're a football fan. No, Sophie's a journalist. 
and a damn fine journalist. She winkle-picked you for every little bit of controversy and um, headline uh, bits that you can get. She did a perfect job because, quite frankly, the bloke wasn't wasn't the kind of person that you would uh, normally be interviewing whose parents go, oh yeah, the lad's done well, the team's done well, the, the, the manager's done well, the club's done well, move along. He gave far too much away, way, way too much. To an, it was embarrassing, the amount of stuff that he was saying. Twice he said to Kev, but when when, um, Alan Smith, when Ian Wright came in and you were dropped, were you told why? And again, Joe, uh, Kev said uh, something along the lines of... Um, well, you don't. You, you just get on with it. Um, I know Ian Wright was here, different sort of player, um, same sort of player as me, and so you couldn't have all three of us playing up front. Although later on in Europe, he did play all three of us. You just get your head down, you show the manager what you can do, and then the talk. Then he went, yeah, but did, did anyone explain to you why you had been dropped from the team for no reason? I thought that's not good. We have historically laughed at Ashley Maitland Niles' mum ringing up Arteta. This took that to an entire new level. It was, it was in cringe. It was embarrassing. It has not done his son any favours at all. A really, really good podcast. You should go and listen to it. And Sophie and Kev are their usual brilliant, brilliant selves. Uh, even at a couple of times, you can see Kev going, oh, thinking, we, I don't think we should be talking about this. Isn't It's undermined the manager. You've undermined the club. You've undermined your son. And it was should not have said any of this stuff. This is the kind of stuff that you shouldn't even say to people that aren't family in case it gets out. Ramsdale is done at that club now. We've all seen how Arteta will not put up with any kind of shenanigans, be it Ozil and the Uyghurs, be it Aubameyang and not turning up on time, things like that. This is a whole new level above that. This is Premier League level kind of fuckery. And... If if Ramsdale isn't going, Femi's going to be laughing at this because he told me on a podcast two months ago. I said he'll be gone in January or the summer, and I laughed at him. I said you don't know what you're talking about. But it was it was horrible to see. Is it entertaining? If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. And it's just Sophie being a brilliant journalist. Yeah, yeah, I I echo everything about uh, what you said there with Sophie and, and Kev, um, friends of the show, obviously, and um, it, I think they they were friends already with with Aaron's father I know that they'd done shows with him before so it was obviously mm. quite an easy thing to set up but I think although I may be not as passionate as you about about this I, I think I tend to agree with quite a lot of it Carl let's talk about what this means then because the, I think the big issue that we've got here is so we play Brentford at the weekend um, a game which Aaron Ramsdale is going to have to play well, I say he's going to have to. That <laughs> Carl Hein. He doesn't have to play. Where, where, where's uh, Where's the Swedish lad when you need him? I'm known at Cardiff. Um, Renaissance, uh, but not Swedish. Where's he from? Was he Swedish? Icelandic, isn't he? Icelandic, you're right. He oh, pretty... runner the gunner Runnison. Yeah, he was pretty uh, bad, whatever he was. Bless him. Anywho, um, but yeah, Aaron's probably going to have to play this game, Carl. And football fans being what they are in tribal, he's going to get a lot of stick from the crowd he'll probably thrive in that and he'll probably you know he'll probably lap that up but there is a bigger there's a there's a bigger issue at play here isn't there like Danny said we've got whether you like it or not we've got two very top level goalkeepers and if we're going to win this title if we lose one of those we are a serious injury to a goalkeeper away from you know potentially losing that title race whether you agree that we should have two 
world-class or top quality goalkeepers is another question. Personally, I don't think it's ever going to work having two at that level, but we've got them. But we're surely in a situation now where Aaron Ramsdale is going to look to move in January. And I guess the first two questions I've got for you in, in the same line is, A, do you think he'll move in January now? Do you think this will speed it up? And B, does this present a bigger problem with the manager and, and what he's going to think about this? I don't think he moves in January because no one's going to stump up the 60 million we're going to want for him. Um, no one in Europe is going to take that money. The only other team, if you think about it, could be Chelsea because flipping Sanchez is a it's fucking atrocious. But Chelsea are not going to pay 60 million or 50 million for Ramsdale that we require. Um, I think the interview, no, it's talk about the interview. So I think. Ramsdale's father knew what he was doing. Um, I have a feeling that I don't think you sanction that interview without Ramsdale's permission. And surely he said, Oh, by the way, Aaron, um, I'm going on a podcast. Um, and surely he must have discussed what they're going to say on there. Do you it doesn't think he knew? Work. Sorry, yes. I didn't mean to cut you. Yes. You, you reckon yeah. he knew? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't, you know what I mean? You don't do that without talking to your dad like at all um so your son so you don't do that without talking to your son um and it's obviously a conversation that he's had with Aaron my issue is yes he was angry and I, and I understand um but this ha what the, the, the issue I have is Aaron Ramsdale's a good goalkeeper you know he has his moments but what goes around comes around I'm sorry you did this to Leno when you came in, Leno was the number one and your mission was to oust Bert Leno. You did that successfully. Well done. And Leno had to leave. Now, someone else has come in and is doing the same to you. You can't get mad. It's like, I'll put it down to, you know, if um, you're cheating on a woman, oh, sorry, a woman's cheating on you. No, what's I'm trying to say? What I'm trying to say is if you're cheating with a woman and she's got a husband and then you then take her from that husband and then she cheats on you, like, you you can't complain because that's the shit. That's what it is. So John when you need him? Yeah, exactly. But cheating on someone. So, <laughs> so him getting angry about losing his spot when he done exactly the same to Bert Leno, I'm sorry, you can't get angry. And yeah, maybe it's shit the way um, Arteta did it. We don't know what happens behind closed doors. We don't know if the conversation did happen and it was said, look, I'm bringing him in, blah, blah, blah. But what would you have to remember is that Raya was the first choice before Ramsdale. He tried to get Raya, couldn't get Raya, and then we got Ramsdale. So then, now he's been able to get his, quote, unquote, first choice goalkeeper that he wanted. He saw an opportunity, he did it. I don't think this works out well for him. I don't think he goes in the... In the summer, in the winter, I don't. I think in the in the summer, then we had the conversation. But Ramsdale just worried about his England squad um, spot because for some unknown reason, um, he's a he's a second choice goalkeeper, hundred percent. But for some unknown reason, um, Southgate said, "Oh, unless you start playing, I'm going to choose someone else." But yet, Calvin Phillips doesn't play, and you pick him as a starter. Harry Maguire doesn't play, but you pick him as a starter. So that is just stupid in itself. But I think that's what the problem is. Ramsdale is worried about his England spot and not going to Germany for the Euro. So I don't think there's an 
another backup goalkeeper better than um, Ramsdale. There's no other English goalkeeper that's good enough, personally. But I think that Ramsdale just needs to just settle down. And I think the interview that he'd done as well, I don't know if you've seen it, he'd done an interview with um, Ian Wright and um, a rapper. And he was saying that he can't concentrate on a game for 90 minutes. Uh, he has to have a moment of mad- yeah, he has to have a moment of madness and then he returns. Arteta will fucking flip his lid. For the simple fact that every time we score, uh, every time we get um, concede early in games, which we've done at, um, at the Emirates a, a few times, are you going to put it down to you weren't concentrating? We did it against, who was it? Chef, no, Southampton, we conceded very early. And who did we come back 3-2 against? Whoever that was. When West, they scored like... When they scored in like the first ten seconds um, of the game, like oh, Fulham, so, yeah, so shit, so shit like that is not going to help his calls because you're telling you're, you're literally saying to the manager, "I'm sorry, I can't concentrate uh, on a game, so I'm going to be stupid. Um, I'm going to be stupid. I'm going to do something, maybe concede, and then I'll be okay for the next um, seventy minutes or, or eighty odd minutes." No, you're not helping yourself. And he's got a bit of a sport child syndrome about him and he's not coming up to be very well. So hopefully, whatever it is gets resolved. Like we said, Chris, he's going to play against um, Brentford on Mm. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, And after that, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he may get um, some FA Cup games depending on who we draw in January. Mm. Barring that, I don't know if uh, we've seen the last of Aaron Ramsdale in an Arsenal uh, shirt. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the only sort of defence I can give on this one is we haven't heard from Aaron Ramsdale himself, and I think that's the only thing I would say is that we don't know. I do tend to agree with you that I think he probably did know his dad was going to do this podcast. I wonder if maybe they didn't expect this to go as viral as it did. Maybe I yeah. mean. I, because as I say, I mean, some big names picked this up. It was on a lot of podcasts. It was on Sky Sports all over the shop. Um, and I wonder if maybe they thought, you know, oh, I mean, if they'd have come on here, no fucker would have listened. It would have been easy. But, <laughs> but, but, we could have done it naked. <laughs> we could have. We were like Aaron Ramsdale in the background, fully bollock naked, yeah. just jumping around. But, um, using kittens, no one would give them. No, no. no. I mean, we, we could literally... That. No. <laughs> we could volley kittens off a bridge and no one would watch it. It's great. Um, we uh, wouldn't do not that. Not like the old days. But, um, but yeah, I, I think the only thing we can say is that we haven't heard from Aaron Ramsdale. I wouldn't blame him if he was upset. I wouldn't blame him if he wanted to move. I think that's fair enough. Like you said, Carl, he he did oust Bert Leno. And in, in his defence, he has always said um, that he did, you know, that he was trying for Bert Leno's place and he never denied that. And he does sound like a quite grounded individual. I just think that, as you said, I... Arteta's wife, when she's when that podcast went out, she must have hidden because I bet he was fucking raging. Um, yeah. He's not a manager. I'm to mess sure. Around. I'm sure Arteta must have got. And this is the thing. So now Arteta's gonna on whenever go back to training. So they would have returned back from Moldova yesterday, probably back in training tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. For, yeah. So back to training tomorrow. The people who's on international duty. Mm-hmm. I'm very sure he's gonna get called into the office. And explain be like, yourself. explain yeah. yourself, explain what mm-hmm. happened. And yeah. this is when Aaron Ramsdale probably needs to humble himself. So he either needs to lie and say, I'm really sorry, boss. I didn't know my dad was going to do that. Genuinely, I didn't know he was going to do that. But I can't come out in public and say, I didn't mm-hmm. know my dad was doing that. Because then it seems like 
you know, there's an argument between me and my dad. Um, mm. So I'm really sorry. My dad didn't mean to do that, but I can't then go and say, look, I don't, don't condone this interview. Yeah, 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 he can't, he can't, I can't, I, he can't do it. So he yeah. said, oh, he's had to go full guns blazing and say, well, it's the truth. That you, I don't know why I'm dropped. You haven't explained to me why I'm dropped. Um, I think it's unfair, blah, 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 blah. So, and if he does go that route, that's the route out the door. Can I ask you about that just before we move on to another topic? So I don't want to spend too much time on this, but can I ask you about that? Do you do you feel that um, somebody put in the chat? I'll scroll up and give them the credit they deserve because uh, Bulgarian Guna, elite football, is cutthroat business. Deal with it, and he's spot on. This is this isn't like the Pirates. This isn't Taunton Town. Like this is this is this is the Arsenal. This is well, you wouldn't like, put up with it. The Pirates, would you? No, personally, no, because it's a squad game, and and you you have to accept that if you you know if you don't if you if you don't perform well, you get dropped, or if you are too pissed to play, then you don't play. But do you feel that? Do you, do you feel, Carl, from your perspective, that Arteta should have given Aaron Ramsdale, you know, um, a reason behind why? Because he doesn't have to, does he? I think was it. I think Kevin Campbell said on that podcast, and he? he's like, nobody ever told me why I got dropped drop for Smudger. So you know, he doesn't owe him an explanation, does he? I mean, it, sure, it'd be nice to do that, but I, Arteta doesn't no, strike I, me as the I, guy. I who concur. Do that. He doesn't. He doesn't owe him an explanation. But I guess you know when like a striker gets dropped. You know why? Because you know he's not scoring enough goals. Yeah. Or if a midfielder having, gets dropped, or having tattoos on their hand during lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if um a if a midfielder gets dropped because they're not running enough or not creating enough. I think when a goalkeeper gets dropped, and especially since we've done so well last season, is it a bit of a kick in the teeth? One hundred percent. Like, yeah. It's a kick in the teeth because we've done so well last season. Had we have won the title, would Ramsdale have been dropped? Mm, I'm not too sure. Like, yeah. and that I, I I'm not going to blame Ramsdale for some of the games that we lost because he had um, Rob Holding in front of him, uh, which was uh, a, a tough time. Did he fuck up sometimes? Yes. What what keep name me a goalkeeper that doesn't name me one yeah. goalkeeper that doesn't fuck up sometimes. I think. Arteta is cutthroat and he's ruthless. And I think not every player deserves to know why they've been dropped. But I think goalkeepers are a little bit different. You know, I think, you know, if we could say, look, Aaron, I need you to do it. With a, with, so, like I said, with a striker, you can say to a striker, I need you to score more goals. He doesn't score more goals. Okay, I need to change it out. Say to a midfielder, I need you to do, create more chances. You don't create more chances? Okay, you're out. Ramsdale didn't concede loads and loads of goals. Um, I think last season... It was quite good in his uh, conceding, so I, I, I don't know. But I think that interview has done so much harm. I, I more, truly more do, and I think, and I think the reason why fans are kind of on the fence is because David Raya hasn't been convinced in this season. No, he hasn't. He's he's you know there are times where his crossing is there is something wrong. With him catching crosses, I know you know he stands on that near post and he really wants to you know command and attack it's an the ball. Instruction, and, I, isn't it? and I understand yeah. it, but you know you see things like what happened um, against Chelsea. Yeah, and what's the other goal that he conceded? It was against Lance um, in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. So just things like that. He's just not convincing. And some of his kicking, and I get it. The, the instruction is wait for the last minute to kick it out because you want to draw the player towards you. 
It's mm. a dangerous game. And when it works, it works. It's fine. But when you're rushing and then you kick it to an opponent and then they just straight away guard the, um, attack your goal, mm. you put yourself into danger. And I think there needs to be a fine line to... I think it happened with Leonard. Do you remember when we played... Um, no, it wasn't. It was Czech. Do you remember when we played um, oh Watford? Do you yeah. remember when we played Watford? Yeah, and the away the instruction, game. The instruction was, go short, go short, mm. go short, go short. No matter what, go short. And he didn't change it up. But then we remember we conceded that stupid goal. And yeah. I think sometimes goalkeepers need to make a decision. You know what? I'm just going to go long. I need to get rid of it because I'm under too much pressure. And it yeah. doesn't seem like we do that. So... Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's a problem, but you know we'll we'll see the fallout um, in the coming days anyway. Yeah, and we we don't we're not we're not privy to what goes on behind the scenes. I I still think that on paper and if you look at the stats and everything, Raya is the better goalkeeper um, in terms of just general like everything about him is slightly better in 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 the stats columns. In Yaki Kanya, I think Demsex made a point in the chat. A few others as well. He was there at Brentford. I think he has a massive sway. He's Spanish. He knew Arteta. Arteta brought him in. I think that's quite a big say. And I think the biggest thing about all of this, uh, and I hate to go full Brexit, if Aaron Ramsdale was from France, Germany, Sweden, Bulgaria, nobody would give a shit. But because he's English and because he's a nice guy, everyone loses their shit. Um, So, you know. I think but that's, if David uh, Raya's mum wants to come on when he does get dropped. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, Especially if, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a milf, definitely. Yeah, just Daniel. Don't, don't get John on. Um, let's move on to another subject, Danny. Shall we? Do, do you want to explain what's happened in the world of football today with regards to loan players? Because I didn't see this uh, when I got back from the gym. I was kind of scrolling Twitter, and the only tweet I saw, which I'm going to read, is. Uh, um, some bloke called Jeff Arsenal. I don't know if you... Have you ever heard of this guy? Sounds like a chance. So, sounds like... He does, doesn't he? Let me read you what his tweet said, because I thought it summed this up quite well for somebody who hadn't really seen the full story. Uh, Newcastle and others are free to sign players on loan from the Saudi League, even if they have the same ownership. The Premier League is fucked. <laughs> so I felt like that summed it up quite well. Um, to people like myself who haven't seen this yet, Danny, or maybe you're in a different country and haven't woken up to this news, um, what's going on and what does it mean? Uh, easiest way I can do this is uh, the, the the people who own Newcastle don't didn't they buy the top the four best clubs in the Saudi Pro League? Yeah, PIF yeah. is it that own them? Yeah, yeah. And so then, hold on, another window. This one here. I just happened to keep notes on on the players that, that have gone to those teams just because I couldn't believe how much money they were spending on. So people at home and on the bus taking the dog for a walk or having a poo. Al-Hilal, uh, they've got Neymar, Kubalai, Milinka Savic, Malcolm Neves, Mitrovic and someone I've never heard of. So they can have any of those. Al-Nassar, have got Ronaldo. Morocco's huh? number one goal. Yassine Bunu, Morocco's number one goalkeeper at the World Cup. Bless anyway, you. carry Bless on. Bless you. <laughs> Al Nassar have got Ronaldo, Sadio Mane, uh, Amaric Laporte, uh, Brozovic. Who else have they got? Alex Teller. They've got David Espina. I remember Luis Gust- Gustavo when he was at Wolfsburg and we wanted him as a DM in Germany. Well, great and days. And Marseille, yeah. Al Ahali. A-H-L, I, get the tune, I get him, thank you. Firmino, Eduardo Mendy, Mares, St. Maximum, Ibanez, uh, Frank Kessie, 
Uh, I don't know any of the others. And the other team they bought is Al Itiad. They've got Benzema, Kante, Fabino, Luis Felipe, and the young um, Scottish striker. Did Nunu get fired? Huh? Did Nunu get fired? I think he did, didn't he? Oh, yeah, Yeah, I've not updated it. Yeah, they got... um, Didn't they get a Spanish... Didn't they get the old Spanish striker in? I don't know who the new one is. I know know Nuno went, but yeah, I don't know who the new Hmm. one is. So there you go. The gist of it means that any club that you own... Because we've seen loads of times with Nottingham Forest and their owner owns Olympiacos. Players backwards and forwards. Oh, we've got Bob Smith. We don't want Bob Smith anymore. Bob Smith's on 60 grand a week. What are we going to do? We're going to flog into Olympiacos for... For a, for a million, and then he's off our books. We get another one. This happened a lot with the 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 the, the uh, triangle of doom uh, in the championship. Watford, Granada, and Udinese. The Pozzos owned all three. I think now they've got rid of one of them. You go have a look at that. They abused the loan system so much that season that they got promoted. There was like twenty or thirty players going between all three clubs. So like um, Udinese would buy a player for uh, for five million and loan him to Watford. There you go, Watford. Now they haven't had to um, spend too much money to get out of the league. They changed the rules and the championship. Shame Josh isn't here. Shame Josh doesn't turn up anymore. Oh, I'm busy this week. Uh, so they can. The gist is they can do whatever they want. If you Who was that meant to be? <laughs> I was going to say it sounded quite accurate actually. It's Josh. <laughs> He's off doing his knitting yogurt or whatever he does while riding a bike, and he's extra. Is he on like micro. Great British Bake Off budget version or something? Is that's he, it. Is that's, he that's what he's doing. Yeah. And so um, we all know Man City own uh, New York City FC, and they've got Adelaide City, and there's all these clubs have got. They own loads of other clubs. Brighton have got that one. Um, SG in Belgium. Uh, we've been we've been linked to a few. Like we've got Colorado Rapids. I mean that's working out well for us. So you can have. There was a vote today, and I think it was 13-7 in favour of not bringing that law in. All it needed to be was eight teams to say, no, we're not doing it, and then it wouldn't have been brought in. So the clubs today that voted to not block to ban it was Newcastle. They were owned by um, Saudi... Um, Sheffield United, owned by the Saudis. Man City, they've got a whole load of teams and they're owned by the Qataris. Chelsea, they're owned by Americans who have, I don't know how many links to other clubs that he's got. Everton, 777, they're going to invest, aren't they, aren't they from, yeah. from the, the Middle East? Wolves, mm-hmm. owned by the Middle Easterns. And Forest, owned by a Greek bloke who owns Olympiakos. Um, Shock. So there you go. That's, that's why they've allowed it. So all of those players however many you're allowed to loan in can he can have the pick of him he can go benzema Firmino, ronaldo and if neymar's fit we'll have all those because uh, we maybe can only have four loan players get them all in one pound a week contracts there you go job done ridiculous mm. um carl are we are we over, are we over not over analyzing are we overthinking it like i mean don't get me wrong I'm not a fan of it any any more than I'm sure you and Danny and many others are. It, it does it does reek of corruption. But is this just not where the league is now? I was listening to I can't remember who it was podcast wise. It might even have been the Askcast, but they were making the point that that Serie A in the '90s when when we were growing up. I still remember the theme tune. It was you know it was, it was the league, wasn't it? It was the place to go for the top superstars. And the Premier League has now kind of surpassed that. La Liga was probably the place to go in the early 2000s, and now the Premier League is the place to go. But is this just a sign of the fact that we've got so much money swelling around in the Premier League? You know, are we just in a place where we almost just have to just shrug our shoulders and go, well, I mean, you know, 
we're not dealing with them so let's just let's look after our own house or am i just being a bit naive and, and just you know accepting it am i am i part of the problem in thinking well we should just just get on with our own business and leave the other fuckers to, to do what they want well you're not part of the solution chris um <laughs> never i i think it is pure corruption i i and i'm not just saying this because I'm an Arsenal fan, I'm saying it's because I'm a football fan, and Danny summed it on the head. What's going to happen is because the Saudis have got so much money, they can buy anyone they want in the world as long as the player decides to go to that club. And what will happen is our whoever, not being rude, but just whoever that club, will that player will buy that club will buy someone, and then all of a sudden that player's on loan at Newcastle or whoever. And I think it's. And surely, you know, when that deal was getting done, I'm sure they get told, oh, we're going to put you here for six months, but in January, you're going to be going alone to Newcastle or you're going to be going alone to X, Y, Z. I, I think it's wrong. Like, it's just a way of getting around um, FFP. You know, it, it, that's all it is. It's just a way of getting around it. And um, honestly, would I think differently if I if Arsenal were linked to a, a different club? I probably wouldn't. Because I think it's cheating. If you can't afford to buy this player, then that's it. Like, And it'll be something stupid like, oh yeah, we're going to loan this player, but we're only going to pay 10% of their wages. Do you know what I mean? It's still, it's, it's just, it's pure corruption. And we all know the Premier League, I'm saying it loud and proud, the league, Premier League is fucking as corrupt as human comes. Like, just look at the refereeing situations and all of that. Just it, the Premier League is corrupt, and I can't wait for a day that the bubble bursts. I really, I honestly cannot wait for flipping someone to investigate um, the PGMO world, which we'll probably talk about uh, later. But um, I just think it's wrong. I, I do. I really think it's wrong. And the fact that I don't understand, and we say we said it off um, off air. Why do these newly promoted clubs get a say? They should mm. not get a say. I'm sorry, like. Sheffield United are going down like, at the end of the season. It's, it's 100%. They're going down. Like, they shouldn't get a vote. I think you should be established. You should have to be established for like, two years um, before you get a say. Uh, I just think it's wrong. And it's annoying because now you're going to see... Now they could, it was almost like a free pass. Oh, we've got away with it now. So blatantly, all these clubs uh, are just going to start loaning um, players and moving them around. Mm. So, unfortunately, Chris, this is the way the league is. I know what you're saying, the league is like the best in the world. And maybe it is, maybe it's not, I don't know. But is it the most corrupt? Well, no, it's the Italians. But um, <laughs> it's, it, we're, we're not doing ourselves any favours, I think. And because football is not a sport anymore, it's a business. It's a pure business. Clubs are going to do whatever they can to gain an upper hand. So can I blame them? No. It's mm. a business. They, they want to get themselves an upper hand. 100%. Like, do what my, you need to do. My, my bigger concern is the money that they can afford to spend on players that have not yet gone to Saudi, if I'm honest. Because if you look at that list Danny put up there of all those players, uh, that there, there's very few, if any, of those players that I would ever take at Arsenal, if I'm honest. I mean, the, the, what, those, um, the, those the players who've gone to Saudi now. Who mm, would, really? Yeah, I wouldn't. Would you? Like, would you take... I wouldn't take... take I wouldn't. I'll take Neves. No, I don't know if I would, you know. I would. Because I, I in us in I, our midfield, you wouldn't say Partey's finished. He's well took. Oh yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying I wouldn't upgrade Partey at this state. I don't I think you can do better than Neves. I'd take Paulinho over Neves personally. But I the rest of them, like the only two that I would look at would have been Jota, who that's been a spectacular failure. 
and um, Gabri Vega, who I think was the big, the pin-up signing, wasn't he? Because he's only 21. So he was a really, he yes, had a brilliant season for Celta. And yeah, yeah, and I think he probably would have been. But you look at the rest of them, it's just a bit of a retirement. Like Brozovic, you know, Milinkovic, Savic. You, maybe you could argue he's still at his top game. But you're looking at we the line. We need David Espina back. We, we want to stand behind the line. Um, I, I can suck in here, Jace, now. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't touch Benzema with everything. As good a footballer as he is, all the baggage that goes with him. Fabinho, I wouldn't touch. Kante, I wouldn't touch his age and his injury record. Ronaldo, no chance. I mean, I, oh, God, no. I think anyone who's gone there has got... We all know they've gone for a payday. Like We're not stupid. Yeah. We know they've gone for a payday. However, um, how long until... Let's say they've got like 20 million in the bank and they bank that. Mm. Uh, how long until they're like, mm, I need to come back? Like, because oh, surely, Sa- surely Saudi's not, you're not, no one is going to live out their four year contract. Not no. one player, no. And yeah. even so, like, we're not, so the wages they're on, no club in Europe is going to pay them that wages, not even PSG, Man City, no one's going to pay it. I don't think Man mm. United are stupid enough to pay those sort of wages. But at a certain time, like I said, once they bank their money and they're like, okay, I'm now set for life. My family's nice. I'm good. I now want to go back to Europe. Any 21-year-old going there, I just think it's fucking stupid. Like, really, yeah. really stupid. Because what's going to happen is, because the competition is not as good, you're going to lose it a little bit because yeah. you're going to then come to Europe and think, fucking hell, like, I can't even get past an average wing right back in the Premier League or in any league. But I was it's- walking past these lot in Saudi. It's why Mbappe didn't go when when he had the opportunity to go for six months, and they said, "Yeah, we'll we'll take you for six months, and you can go back and go to Real Madrid." The only reason he didn't go is because he didn't want to lose sharpness ahead of the Euros. Like Dedier Deschamps essentially confirmed that in a press conference, and basically sort of said, "Yeah, he had an offer, and you know he um, he loves Paris, etc., and so on." But ultimately, he didn't want to lose sharpness. So yeah, I mean, it's like the the, the big issue you're going to have is like Demsex put in the chat there is when you start getting players who are literally signed. Uh, buy a club in Saudi and they never even end up over there because that, that's going to happen where oh, a, yeah. a player from Saudi will be, you know, he'll be signed but he'll be immediately loaned back to Chelsea or, do you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, I mean, it, it's one that we, it's fresh off the press tonight so we, we'll we we'll see where it goes but I'm, but I'm they, inclined to agree. Didn't they say while they were doing all this that that fund has put, a, put aside £1 billion one billion dollars to get all these players over there to prove that they are World Cup worthy, and Infantino and all the other corrupt scumbags um, said oh, Australia have pulled out of the 2034 um, trying to host the World Cup. Um, Scunt Saudi Arabia. It's not even even been officially announced. AC Jimbo yeah. was talking about it, laughing yeah. about it, going, eh, "Well, there you go. It's uh, just gone there now. Another country that shouldn't have a World Cup because you've seen might lead up to another topic later." They've yeah. played constant football now for however long it is. Two years? Remember back when we had Alexis Sanchez, we are going, season with Arsenal, mm. then off with Chile <laughs> for the World Cup, season at Arsenal, then it was the uh, South American Cup, then season with Arsenal. Didn't he go two years without a break? We're seeing yeah. that with, with the players now, and that's why so many injuries are coming. But now they've got the World Cup, they can go, you lot can all fuck off now. We don't want any of you over here. We're not going to go play in Neymar. £2.6 million a week when he's not going to play again for the next six months. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do agree. I, I, I do think it's one of these ones that's going to run and run. And 
Uh, I feel sorry for Arsene Wenger and all this because I <laughs> think he saw this coming, didn't he? Bless him. Drago has got a good thing here, so which is a good point. He says mm. nobody mentions the attendances over there in the Saudi league, though, wasn't it? Um, the yeah, yeah, Athletic St- was it Athletic St- Gerard and Henderson, wasn't it? Seven hundred and sixty-six people. Yeah, that, the Athletic had an article. The standard oh. is like Scottish league, isn't it? From what I can gather, yeah, like, I think it's worse than that. Like I said, and I've, like people are going to lose their match sharpness and also their skill factor because whereas you don't use to you don't need to work as hard like i'm sure um people can go over there and just run past people and then come back over here and people have a problem getting past people like cedric and <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous so or up cedric i think i, I genuinely think it's going to take a, a while for people to get up to a, another level if they ever come back over here yeah, yeah, I I, I do agree. I, uh, what I've and and nobody's watching those that league. Like literally, nobody is. Not even <laughs> nobody highlights. Gives, nobody gives a shit, do they? Um, and Bronco uh, Branco's put in the chat as well. The the WWE situation. Um, sort of something close to your my heart. X re- reformed just for one match over there. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't. I no. I, I don't think they well. I saw Crown oh, Jewel and uh, Shawn Michaels were back in the ring a couple of weeks ago doing the oh, DX thing. Oh, then but maybe they did. Maybe they did. I saw most of that show. But yeah, I mean, it is all about and we money. We saw and... the complete fuck up that it was Kane and The Undertaker against um, Goldberg and someone else. Goldberg oh, killed one of them. Yeah, he did. And all, all the women can't wear their uh, usual ring gear because it's too too revealing. So And women can't... aren't. There's no women in the crowd, hardly. No. Fucking embarrassing. What a shithole. Anyway, let's move on before I get closed down for libel. Um, you touched on the injuries. Should we, should we mention that briefly? The, the, the big the big one was the Gavi one, wasn't it, Carl? That was the big one. But does it highlight a bigger problem with what's going on? We've been dealing with Gabriel Jesus as well. I think he's going to play for uh, for Brazil tonight against Argentina. Mm. What could possibly go wrong with Christian Romero, the absolute fraud at the back for Argentina? Um, but yeah, we, we've had our, our fair share of issues with players being injured and whatnot. It's, but yeah, where do, where do you stand? Sadly, I don't think it's even over, Chris. Like no. We are one ACL injury away from Saka from our season being ruined. Mm. And respectfully... If it, I, I pray it doesn't happen, but if it happens, no one will be surprised. The way that um, Arteta plays him, no one will be surprised at all. Mm. Um, I am. I feel sorry for all these players. Um, you know, people can talk about oh they get paid X amount, blah blah blah. But players' careers are being shortened and getting ruined because of the over playing. And I don't know. No one knows what is causing all these ACL injuries. But for one, I mean, do you remember last season? Chris and Danny, when the women went for a spate yeah. of, there was about 10 players, high profile players as well, not just Nine for Arsenal, was one. who went yeah. for, who all had ACL injuries. It's just yeah. ridiculous. So something needs to, be, like they need to look at the boots that they're wearing, the ground, maybe the training, the overuse, something, something is wrong. Like something is fundamentally wrong in football why so many players are getting exactly the same injury. Because um... and. Beth Sorry. Mead only just came back, didn't she? Yeah, she first game, uh, started the first game on uh, Sunday. But yeah. Um, yeah, something is fundamentally wrong why so many players are getting exactly the same injury. Mm. Um, and someone needs to look into it. Is it, the, is it the fact that they play too many games? Well, 
Mm, maybe, yes. Was it the fact that, um, I remember we were talking about the pitches in America, it, did that contribute? Because almost everyone who's had the ACL injury recently played mm. in America. I think that was something that um, was said. Um, I've, I've, I've got a real feeling that it may be the boots that people are now wearing because if you think, oh, sorry to sound like an old fighting daddy, go 10 years, go, go literally from now 10 years ago, Hardly anybody got um, hardly anybody got an ACL injury. Hardly mm. anyone. So what has changed? Our boots. Has the ground changed? No. Is the football like the ball changed? No. Has training methods changed? Well, mum would say training's improved. Recovery's improved. You know, people take ice baths, get massages, stretching. So they do all of that. So to to prevent it. So what is it that now players are doing? why they are getting these injuries you, I, think, you have... I think that i think you make a point there that the pitches i do wonder because you look at like some of the pitches that highbury was always regarded as one of the best one of the best around our groundsman year after year one groundsman of the year and it was a it was a playing surface that was a carpet but you know i can still remember games i'm sure danny will remember these like villa park always used to be one that cut up on a on a cup semi-final day or mm. like Old Trafford used to be a bit shitty. I remember Anfield being quite shit back in the like Paul Ince Liverpool era and the Gary Palace to Man United era. Like, I remember a game at Anfield one year and it was a real like mess there. Um, so I, I do, I, you know, like when you make something so to, to put it analogy, like my granddad before he passed, um, when, when he, was like you know in his youth or whatever he grew up in an era where okay he was you know he's fighting in malayan wars and god knows what else but he grew up in an era where you walk down a country lane and you just picked a raspberry it didn't matter if a dog had pissed on it shat on it eaten it vomited it back into the head you just ate it exactly that's exactly it danny that's exactly it was the old school mentality that you almost need a bit of a bit of bad stuff in your body to help your immune levels is there that argument now that we're all that these footballers are so precisely um there's they're so like everything is just Highly so wound. perfect exactly they're so tightly wound that anything goes and i'm i'm le- like i'm obviously i'm nowhere near the levels that they're at certainly not paid to do it but i'm in marathon training at the moment and something i've had to like really embrace is you can't just stick on any old pair of trainers and just go for a run three times a week and you know yes you can if you just want to plod along the floor but if you want to run a distance like 26 miles you have to have like the best shoes the best equipment the best recovery you have to do strength and conditioning exercises you have to get yourself in a gym because if you don't something will inevitably go twang and i feel like with these footballers they're all you touched on it something else there carl that they go on international duty they're not the same physios that they have at their clubs that they see seven days a week. They go to a different physio. If that exercise they're doing or that workout they're doing or whatever is slightly different, surely that puts a a strain on the body and the boots. I mean, yeah, I tend to agree. I think there was a study done on the women's boots, wasn't there? And they've had to, I think Nike were one of the the big losers of that, where they had to come out and admit that they had to create a boot specific for, for women's feet because it was more important for how they were. Uh, you know, the load they were going through, but I don't know. Do, what, you're you're a bit old school, Danny. Do you do you think it's do you think that not the players are too 
uh, to mollycoddle. But do you think there is an element that they could just do with, you know, a little bit of old school mentality or just given an actual full day off rather than, you know, an hour off here and there to lie on on the treatment table? Maybe just actually have a day off a week. How do you think they should do this? They're just to the teams, the UEFA, FIFA, the FA and the club owners are doing it to the players themselves. I mean, the summer break, how long did uh, Saka get off in the summer break after playing two and a half seasons back to back of every single league game? You get a couple of weeks off in the summer, then it's off to a really long, pointless USA tour. N- non-stop England friendlies, like last night we saw Gav Southgate playing all of these players and none of them needed to play. That game, they could have lost it 10-0. It would have made absolutely, it would have been more entertaining if they'd have lost 10-0. Absolutely pointless playing Saka, playing the rest. And when you've got young men on the bench that would look at a game like this and go, this is one of the games that I got my chance. Like Rico Lewis, made his, I think he made his debut last night, played really well. Why didn't you play a few more? Why didn't Eddie get a chance? Why didn't you do some of these? The players are not getting a break. They're like Formula One cars. It's not like with Carl's shonky old Merck that he's got where you can just bounce along the road and over speed bumps is going to be perfectly fine. They're like Formula One cars. Slightest little niggle, slightest little knock and the entire thing needs to be taken apart and rebuilt. There's Last season, four players had ACL injuries. At the moment, we've had seven this season. Uh, Julian Timber, Emmy Bendwea, uh, Tyrone Mings, who the people are worried because he's got mental health issues. And this, um, I was watching a couple of Villa tweets and they said he's making an announcement tomorrow and they're worried that he might say he's retiring from football because of all of the stuff. Rico Henry, Wesley Fofana, Ivan Perisic, not really a footballer. And there's one other that I couldn't find. Look at them all. They are highly wound springs. They are instruments and you cannot do this to them all the time. You need an old-fashioned six-week break in the summer. You need to stop playing five Premier League games, two international games, four Premier League games, two international games, five Premier League games, two international games. Ah, Don't do it because you're going to break them. We have got a golden generation of probably the best ever of the England team at the moment and they're going to break them. And Arteta is just as bad because he keeps playing um, Saka all the time. Never gives him a break. Brings him on when it's pointless. Uh, We can all see it, but no one wants... Gareth Southgate just wants to make sure that he doesn't lose. He wants to win as many games as possible at the expense of all the players and our bloody brains. (laughs) You can see what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I do do wonder. I, I I don't know whether, you know, in our minds we've just forgotten about injuries we got, but... Again, I, I, my, my mind always goes back to sort of like, you know, mid-90s, which is like the peak for me growing up and really enjoying football in my teens, I suppose. And I just don't remember. I always remember like the horrific injuries. Like, do you remember the Dave Boost one at Old Trafford, the Coventry defender? Do you remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah, the Maidan. Broke his leg. And, yeah, and I remember Luke Nillis. Schmeichel puked when he saw it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. And and the Luke Nillis one when he was playing for Villa at Ipswich. And he, oh, like, yeah. Oh, but, but they were leg breaks. You know, they weren't like... And every, like every player's twanged a hamstring or... Christ, you can do that running for a bus. Like, you know, the, the body is a finely tuned thing, whether you're thin or Danny. But, you know, if you, um, if, if you are... If you are a finely tuned athlete to the peak, like the very... I mean... Christ, these guys are literally. They're, they're, I'm sure their chicken is weighed before they eat it every day. Like, I mean, it's it's just not like us when we roll out of bed and go, "Oh, fancy a coffee and a couple of pieces of toast." I'll go for a run. Like, it is. It's definitely more needs to be done. And when you've got the money that we've got in this league, but it won't be done. Well, no, no, because the pressure is greedy. 
the pressure is on to keep getting those star names out there, isn't it? Um, speaking of sp- uh, star names, I feel like we should touch on the Everton situation as well because that's that's swirling around. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'll start with you, Danny. I couldn't give a fuck whether Everton get dot ten or six points because it's Everton, and quite frankly, fuck Everton. But it does represent. Um, Hello to all the Everton fans tuning in. <laughs> but, it, but it does it does represent a bigger question here. And I think the last, I don't know if you've got the statement to hand, but I think that the last line in that statement that Everton put out was very interesting, where they essentially alluded to the fact that they'll be keeping a very close eye on what other charges, if any, are levied against other teams that are facing sanctions. <coughs> Chelsea, <clears throat> 115 charges, FC. That's the bigger thing from an Arsenal perspective, isn't it, Danny? Because... If they're if Everton are being docked ten, maybe six points on appeal for basically making sure their stadium gets open next year. I mean, Man City are going to the conference, aren't they? If I mean, we all know they're not. It's, but... different, it's different things, though, isn't it? Evans mm. was simply, we spent too much money. We've uh, we've tried to get around it by saying we lost more during COVID than anyone else, and we knew what we were doing, and we hoped we'd, we'd buy our way out of it by selling players, and we we had no midfield, bloody bloody blah. You've admitted to, we admit to it all. We spent too much money. We thought we'd get away, but we didn't. Man City mm-hmm. and Chelsea are going, what, what? Speak yeah. to our lawyers. Talk and to the what? hand. So mm-hmm. that's why it's a completely different bag of fish because. Uh, Two different things. Everton will probably get some of their points back, but but every, everyone dislikes Everton at the moment. But then it's the, the Chelsea and Man City thing, um, yeah, they need a thousand points deducted from each of them. Off to the conference she go. Thousand points. Would you be happy? And I'll ask Cal the same question oh in a second. God, but, you're going to give us one of these, this or that, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Well, I feel like everybody else has asked the question. Like, would you would you take being awarded titles and and they brought this up on the ask cast and i agreed with andrew would you take being awarded one of the titles if it meant spurs also got awarded the one where they finished second because i wouldn't the champions league in marseille and juventus for one well, exactly. null and void nobody won it exactly because then it's spurs soulless, don't win it it. <laughs> it means nothing like we're not all going to go out and have a street party if we're awarded the title from last season are we nobody's going to give a fuck it's about the here and the now surely when did spurs finish second they finished second behind chelsea didn't they and was it 16 17 i think i want to yeah, say i forgot okay yeah. it's it just went back to the leicester one where they were second first yeah, yeah. and then third mm-hmm <laughs> Funny. <laughs> what would you what would you do in that situation, Carl? Nah, you... fuck it. They can't they can't they, nah, they, okay. they can't have a title. They cannot get a title. Fuck them. Um mm. no, and I I, I, I you're right. I think Everton are looking at the Man City and Chelsea thing and now the Tottenham one, which we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> Pricks. <laughs> um but it's gonna t- so I watched a video and it was a breakdown of why it's taking so long for the Man City one to come to it because mm. it's 115 charges. Yeah. And Man City have come out and said, we've got nothing wrong, but Man City have also taken the Premier League to court to question the validity of them bringing up the charges. So that's why it's taking so long as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they've done nothing wrong, but yet still Man City are taking the Premier League to court to question the validity of them bringing up the charges, you just say, we've done nothing wrong. Look at our books. It's fine. Of course they've mm-hmm. done something dodgy. They know they have. Um, my issue is, 
Man City are going to keep pumping money into their team, rightly so, because they've done nothing wrong so far, allegedly. Um, it, they're just going to keep getting stronger, keep getting more like more tiles. We, you know, it's almost a foregone uh, conclusion that um, they're going to win the Premier League again. You know, they're they're a phenomenal team. They are absolutely phenomenal. However, does the league get tainted if? Um, Let's say Man City are found guilty. Does the league now get tainted? So all the titles that Man City have won, five and six, I want to say? I think it yeah. is. Yeah, I think um, it is. Does that bring down the value of the Premier League? If Man City do get relegated, which we all know they're not, nothing's going to happen to them. But if they do, does that bring down the value of the Premier League? If Chelsea get relegated, does that bring down the value of the Premier League? If Man City are not there, you know, we'll all celebrate because we're like, oh, finally, we've got a fair chance now at winning the league. <laughs> um, but... The the one billion fans that Man City have now bought, do they then lose interest in football? And then that obviously has an impact on finances um, around the world. You know, Man City don't sell that many shirts. Um, the interest in the Premier League is not that high. You know, they don't sell TV rights. You know, it, it has a knock-on effect in all different factors. So mm. you have to wonder how much uh, energy the Premier League have got to really bring these charges to uh, Man City and Chelsea. Because Everton are small fry. No one gives a fuck about Everton. Like, um, <laughs> let's be honest, no one gives a fuck about them. But Man City, they're not the same league and Chelsea are not the same league either. So, yeah, I, I'd have to wonder how much energy the Premier League really do have for Chelsea and also Man City. I should say I didn't. I didn't dis. I didn't dislike the old Everton. I, I quite like the fact they kept their old ground, and and you know I didn't mind Ken Wright. I always thought his heart was in the right place. Rest his soul. And it's more this because they, since they've gone to Usmanov and all that that it's made me and, and Dice. Yeah, exactly. I mean they've just had a lot of shitty managers haven't they but saying that good luck against man united on sunday we'll be rooting for you go on the boys um i've I've got a little thing here to look at tell me when you're bored with it because uh it was a an an acquired taste right how much of the screen can you see at the moment yeah we're all good yeah what Mm. i've done is every season of of going back to chelsea got taken over in three four man city eight nine newcastle last season if you remove all of their titles all of their um, league positions from those games those seasons then um man united get five extra titles a five six nine ten eleven twelve seventeen eighteen twenty twenty one arsenal get three titles 4-5, 4-5, 14-15, 22-23. Liverpool get three. 13-14, 18, 19, 21, 22. Spurs get 16-17. Everton would have got in the Champions League with third place in 0-4-5. That's the bigger 14. issue, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Ferguson would have won three more titles. Wenger, two more titles. Rodgers would have won one with Liverpool. Jose yeah, yeah. would have lost two titles with Chelsea and one back with Man United. And this this is all my own work, people. I haven't looked at this from anywhere. Solskjaer would have got a title oh. with Man United. God. Leicester would have had two third places back yeah. to back. Brighton would have got the Champions League football in 22-23. Brentford and would have got it the conference football. Um, Leicester and West Ham would have got Champions League football in 2021. I mean, that's huge for both of those clubs. Mm. Um, and then if you go back and look at it, like you were saying, Cole, when did Spurs finish second? When they finished second in 16-17 uh, and 17-18. And so and more- some... Go on. I was going to say, and more importantly than all of that, Spurs would still be massive cunts. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, true. You know, 
uh, and completely irrelevant. E- even if they got awarded a trophy, they'd still be completely irrelevant, yeah. which is the good... Well, it'll be, it'll be stripped from them, won't it? Because I guess this is a nice time to segue over to their it- atrocities. Uh, yeah, well, what, what, what atrocities. do you know? Tell, tell, so, us, tell us about this. Today it's been discovered that when they signed Jermaine Defoe, um, illicit payments were made to uh, certain agents. Are you so telling me how you read that result? I was going to say, was something dodgy? I never said any names. Whatever names you I don't even know what an email is. Sandra, I don't get it, Sandra. I don't get it. That's up to you. But the Premier League are apparently <laughs> looking into it. So, um, I mean... I, I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm not going to shout too loudly because I'm sure there's a deal. That, I'm not going to mention who or what no. deal, but I'm sure the deal that uh, come to Arsenal that I'm sure is going to be investigated at some point very soon. I'm being very honest, but um, fuck them. Fuck Spurs. They should be relegated to the conference South. Um, they should be playing um, Sutton United uh, away and Dulwich Hamlets away. They should be going into the con- uh, the first qualifying round of the FA Cup. I would say take away their titles, but <laughs> as you know, people, <laughs> uh, there's nothing to fucking take away. Whoa. But um, it'd be funny. It's, it's going to be very funny that if anything does happen to them, what ha- what will, what will be the sanctions? Mm. Um, because I'm sure. Listen. I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm sure there is not a Premier League club who hasn't had a dodgy deal. There's, you know, somehow okay. to get it over <clears> the line. I don't know what you're talking about, Danny. But I'm, um, I'm sure there's not a Premier League club who hasn't had some sort of dodgy deal. Oh, make this payment to this person and, you know, the deal will get done and how payments get done. Or, oh, donate to this charity. And, you know, like, I'm sure every single Premier League um, deal is not above board. You know, it's not. And I, I, I remember the first time I heard about the word tapping up, and it was um, Ashley Cole. That I think that was the first time I heard like what tapping up was, and all sorts. And that's what made I was kind of naive up until then. And I think that's what made me realize that football is dodgy as hell now, and people will go to extreme lengths um, to get a deal or get a player over the line, and. It does happen, I'm sure. I mean, you look at um, the Pogba deal to Man United. Didn't the so Pogba wanted to go to Man United? Juventus wanted to sell him. The deal was done. Everything was in place, but somehow the deal was held up because the agent wanted like was it like 17 million or something stupid like that just to make the deal happen, even though all the parties wanted the deal to happen. It's it's just. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, uh, very very weird how football deals are done. It's not just normal. Oh, I want to buy this player. Oh, how much do you want for this player? How much do you want to? How much do you want to get a week? Yeah, you want this? Okay, here you go. Here's a contract. Sign a contract. Bish bash bosh. No, there are so many different angles and factors uh, involved in, in deals now. And I think you know, it's just it just becomes uh, like I said, football is a business. It's not a sport anymore. It's an actual business. So. It'll be interesting to see how many deals the Premier League actually does look into uh, and how far they actually go back. Well, there could be thousands, couldn't there? I mean, you, you look at how many deals, even in the modern era, how many deals go through after the deadline, you know, because of the fax after machines. Or, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many that go on. And, and isn't two it... Two days later, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Although they say that the paperwork was done. And, it, and isn't it funny that 
isn't isn't it funny how time heals a lot of wounds? Like I, I'll be honest. Like I don't, I don't hate Ashley Cole. I just don't like you know. Uh, I I think he made some bad choices, and I think he was badly advised, and he was clearly tapped up. But at the end of the day, it's a business, you know. It all, it hurts at the time, but I don't really blame the guy for going. If if we really did offer what we did, I think he had every mm. right to look at other options. Yeah. He was the best left back in the world, for Christ's sake. Like we should have, we should have paid what was due. Same with Cesc Fabregas. You know, I know, I know that people think he went on strike and whatever. Um, you know, he was a. He was probably one of the best midfielders we've ever had, and he wanted to go home, and that's just how business works. And the the other one that upsets me weirdly to this day is Lauren Koscielny, you know, saying he went on strike. Like we literally broke that man's body. Um, you know, he had every right to to want to go back to France and have a quiet, you know, retirement. So and that ended well for him in France, didn't it? Got relegated. Well, yeah, but I mean, he wasn't he wasn't really fit the whole time because of what he'd given. And he, that guy literally gave his body for Arsenal. So I mean, yeah, I, I always think there's two sides to these stories, and um, yeah, it's just there's so many deals and so many intricacies and workings. And let's be honest, the you've said it before on this podcast carl and i think fem's mentioned it these agents are rich for a reason you know mm-hmm. they've made good careers out of this there's a reason why why the um the salt bay of journalism is still getting yeah. thousands of retweets you know because it that sort of stuff sells in the media I don't, do, you know, do you know what i don't understand and so i know kevin de Bruyne, he's his own agent he doesn't have an agent mm. so what i don't understand is a club wants to buy you so the first thing you do, you contact the agent. Do you think this player is interested in coming to this club? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So then the agent, so then the club then contacts another club and says, you know, we want to buy this player. We want to sell him. Yes, greater price. Then you, have to, so if you're, if I'm a footballer, I'm going to sit down with the club and say, this is what I require. I want this amount a month, this amount of money a year. I want 20 million a year, mm. whatever that works out to. I want you to buy me a house. I then want, you know, a score, scoring bonus of 50,000. Every time I score a goal, I want 50,000. Every time my sister, I want 25,000. I want to play, a, I want a win bonus. I want this, I want that. How hard is it for a footballer to sit down with another person and say, this is what I want? Why yeah. do they then need to pay an agent to so tell them, them talk. what they want? It's no, it's <laughs> shit. I, know, I hear it, Danny, I know. But the thing is, it's so stupid. And the footballer to say, oh, I don't have time to sit down. What do you mean you don't have time? You fucking train for like, Two hours a day, so I just don't. I, if I was a football, does Harry Kane Jake when he ha- does his contract renewal will end up coming away with a box full of chopper chumps and a flurry hat? No, it's it's Harry Kane's brother, the 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 architect agent superior. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I've got a fluffy toy for signing bonus. <laughs> I, I don't Tato. Like, as a as a man, you would say this is what I want. So I'm not. You know, negotiations are not that hard. They may negotiate, say, oh, we can't give you 20 million. How about we give you 18? And you say, okay, you say 18, I'm hearing more 19 too. And then, you know, mm. that's how you negotiate. But I don't understand why as a footballer you would pay someone to go into a meeting to get what you want. It's just, it's I'd, such a weird concept. I'd, and so, I'd rather play a lawyer, wouldn't you? I'd rather pay a lawyer than an agent. Like, you exactly. Know, when I'm doing my contract. It's just, it's just so that, Carl, weird. If any footballers want you to represent them, will you? I would, hundred mm. percent. Like I would go into negotiations. Yeah, you would because obviously, if you're a shrewd negotiator, everyone knows whatever price you want. You don't tell them. You start mm. off here, 
and then you get them down to what you want. Even when you're buying and selling cars, like if you're going to buy a car, you don't tell them how much money you've got to buy a car. You say, oh, I've only got this. And then you talk, um, you talk until you get to the price that you want to make. It's called haggling. That's what, exactly what it is. Yeah. And I don't understand why footballers, I mean, I can't imagine someone dumb like Jack Grealish going into a meeting and saying, oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know what I want. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> like him going... It's like Wait, he was in the room. It's, I just think, I just, I just think eight footballers are fucking stupid because all that money, and I know, I think, what is it, 10% that they get? So whatever the deal is, and the sign-on bonuses, let's, let's say the sign-on bonus is 2 million. Mm. And I know it's only 200, I know to a footballer, it's only 200,000. But to give another person 200,000 pounds just to be in a room to say, oh, by the way, mate, um, I know, you remember you told me that you wanted 200 grand. I got you 200 grand. And you're like, yeah. okay, so I'm not paying you this amount of money. It's, it's fucking stupid. Footballers are ridiculous. And that's why, as I said, I shout out Kevin De Bruyne because he's his own agent. He doesn't have an agent. He negotiates everything himself. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 tend, to, I tend to agree with what you said there. I, I feel like it's, I don't know, I just feel like it's the right thing to do. Like, you know, making sure that you, you look after number one and cover what's needed. But yeah, I mean, age, oh Christ. I mean, and God knows if they did investigate all those deals, we'd be here till oh, oh, yeah, God knows when. I mean, it, it would go on for years, wouldn't it? But um, speaking of going on for years, uh, let's, let's move on. Um, I feel like we're sort of in, I feel like we've done some of the general issues here or amongst all recent talking points um Danny anything else you particularly want to touch on this week I mean did you want to look ahead to Arsenal's next game or do you want to talk a bit about the international crap or mm. <laughs> Arsenal? it's or, killing us it's killing us with boring it's like when George Graham won the title in 89 and they went boring to win it in 91 conceding what, 14 goals in a season this season's killing me it's so boring it's interesting that you say that. I, I must you, admit, I'm struggling a bit this year, motivation. Okay, do you, so talking about boring, I, I had this conversation at work. Um, obviously, I was doing my job at the same time. Clearly, um, obviously, are we more bo- are we more boring this season, or are we just more efficient? <sighs> so, Both, by yeah. efficiency, I mean like we're not playing. Last season, we did play a little bit of gun-ho football, you know. If we concede, we're going to go out and we're just going to um, try and outscore you. And I think we're a little bit more patient this season. I think we're a little bit more... Um, I think a bit more streetwise, I'm going to say, because mm. these scrappy 1-0... I mean, everybody wants a 3-2, you know. It's, it's very nice to get a, a, a lovely 3-2. But I think we're a bit more streetwise. So we'll take a little 1-0 because... You know, we're we're better defensively at the moment. Like we are I think we're very good defensively. Yes, we conceded some silly goals, but name a team that hasn't. And I don't think we're just being more rash like we was last season. Like we're still picking up the wins. I mean, we still only lost one game this we've lost one Premier League game this season and no two. No. We lost to no, Newcastle. Just Newcastle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Newcastle. Just and we've one lost Europe, one, one and one Champions League one, game and one yeah. U, um, Carabao three. Cup game. Yeah. So, you know, we're not doing badly. Like, we've lost, like, we're the only team that's only lost one game this season, I believe. Like, every other team's yeah. lost more. So, yes, the football may be a little bit boring. It's not MRA football boring, but it's not boring. But are we just more efficient? Like, I don't know if you want to answer that question. Uh, no, I think I think you are right. I I, I think <laughs> I'm probably the worst person to answer this question because for me, 
I've just after all those years of hipstering and watching like literally fifty four games a week, I'm just a bit done with football at the moment. Like, like I, you know, it, of course I always want Arsenal to win. I still, I still get invested. I still love the club. I grew up, you know, five minutes from the ground. Like, it's in my blood, and I will always love Arsenal no matter what. Um, but I'm just not. You know, like Twitter, I couldn't give a toss about anymore. I don't really interact with people because you can't, because you can't have a normal conversation with people anymore. Now it's always got to be shouted over a podcast or retweeted, subtweeted. Fucking, do you know what I mean? There's always some smart ass that wants to tell you wrong. Uh, as for the actual match day experience, I think it's, I think you know the fact I, I can't go to games at the moment at all because tickets are, you know, that's that's a whole where well, we did a podcast on it, didn't we? Um, I don't know. I just I, I'm. I feel like we haven't quite expressed ourselves. PSV at home, wasn't it? That was the game where we really, you know, we really opened the throttle. But Sparkling. I wonder how much of that. Yeah, but I wonder how much of that was because PSV were bloody awful. Um, and the Man City game was fantastic, but it wasn't a fantastic game. It was just great that we finally beat them. Man United was good because of how we beat them, but it wasn't a brilliant mm-hmm. game. Um, do you know what I mean? I just. I don't know. I I go back and forth with Mikel. Like I, I I love the fact he loves the club. I love what he's done. I I have to completely admit I was wrong about saying that you know he wouldn't achieve anything with us at that time because I did feel like we were going in a rough direction. But I just think I don't know. I just I would just like to see us have a go at teams a bit more and and you know open up a bit more. And I I yeah I go back and forth, but I think you're right, Carl. I think we are more efficient, and I think that's what Mikel wants. I, I don't think this is by accident, and maybe we just need that new midfielder to come in in the party position, or you know we need that new striker to all get excited about it again, or you know maybe that's what it needs. I don't know why why do you feel the way you do, Danny? What, are you like, like me where you're just getting a bit old for football now <laughs> it's, it's you're just not, a miserable shit or we've we've got the ability same ability we had last season i I think a lot of it's got to do with the fact that he, he hasn't had his best eleven and, and occasionally he doesn't know his best eleven having mm. to stick with players because you've got no choice because so many of them are out injured. But it's also it's the, the main thing that annoys me is the the sideways ball, the playing it back. I know it's to draw them out and then there's not as much counter-attacking football, which which I really love seeing Saka and Martinelli doing their stuff. And eventually it will click this season and someone is going to get an absolute walloping off of us. I know Sheffield United did, but that really wasn't didn't get going until the second half. Yeah. But I want to see... When we're 1-0 up and a team are rubbish, I want to see us pressing early on, getting two, three, four goals, and then taking it easy. Um, someone made a really good point when I was, very rarely, I think it may have been that moron Dion Dublin. He said uh, <laughs> that players can't keep running the entire game. So it was either him or the... Co- I was I was at the shits at the time, so I was listening on Radio 5. <laughs> and whoever was there saying that Saka is really clever with this because he won't run the entire game. He runs when he needs to run. It's the messy factor, players, isn't it? Huh? It's the messy factor. He made a career yeah. out of it. Yeah. Waddle when needed, run the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just I want to see him as hammer teams and beat them early on when we get the chances. Not wait until because we scored the last the most number of goals in the last ten minutes of the game or whatever. It's like oh, are we gonna are they gonna score? Oh, was it, no. Oh, is it oh? And then you get to the last ten minutes and you beat them six nil. I and, think oh, I didn't need the stress for the last eighty minutes. Femi's made a good point. I think when teams play us, no. 
I can't believe that for a second. Funny he was here, rather than he's at, 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 at the MI5 building. He, well, he's we know what he's doing. Like he's helping Rishi Sunak hide his billions. All we're going to say is the offshore. next James Bond will actually be a black man. That's all we're saying. <laughs> Based all, on real events, can open guns everywhere. There's a reason why Femi's gone to Cuba a lot yeah. of times, like, yeah. and he's got four <laughs> with a suitcase. Passports. He's got four different passports. Nothing to do with being Nigerian, by the way. Just saying, Femi's got four different no. passports. But, One of them is um, got a picture in it. It's a six <laughs> eight. No, but there's, Femi's made a good point. Because I think when teams play us, they do. They sit back. It's very rare. I mean, it's very rare that teams actually come to attack us. Unless you're really good, that's the only time you're going to attack us. And Because people know, if you come and you literally come to attack us, we're going to destroy you. We are. We're going to absolutely finish you because there's True. no way you're going to push up high against Martinelli and Saka because they will mm. run in behind and they will just absolutely murder you. Um, I think to try and beat the low block is hard. It really is really hard. and Because like you said, the sideways passing, Danny, when there's no space and teams are just defending their 18-yard box, it's hard to try and get in. So that's why, you know, you pass, you look for space, you make a run, you look for space, you look for space. And I think it doesn't help one where Jesus comes and wants to be either a centre midfielder or an attacker. So there's no one in the box or to try and break down. Yeah, there's no one in the box to pass too. And we don't have or Eddie who, as good as he is, he is really bad at holding up the ball. So he can't, you know, hold up the ball and makes and wait for the runners to come either side. He's just not good enough to do that. Um, mm. Are we missing a tall striker? Maybe I don't know. I think a Frenchman. Be, be seen, still, my beating heart. <laughs> I've, I've seen so many. I've seen one today where we're linked with Vlaovic. I'll be honest with you, that ship has. Absolutely he can't even sucked. get in the Juve team. Why would you I want him do there? not? I fucking don't want him there. Like, yeah. like you said, he can't get in the Juve squad. So no, mm. I don't want Vlaovic. That ship has passed. We could have got him. He didn't. He chose to go to Juventus. You've made your bed now. Fucking laying it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get Tony because Brentford want too much money for him and they're going to see this as, oh, maybe we can, you know, get a lot of money out of Arsenal. I don't think we're going to pay the 80 million that's been reported. And he's a loose cannon as well. I don't, Arteta's not, he's not, he's not a square pig for a square hole, is he? He's going to go, fuck you, I'm thingy Bob, whatever his name is. Talk of a new contract as well, isn't there? Yeah, as well. And there's no release clause apparently in there. Mm. So I don't feel like he's going to, um, be coming to us. The only people who are stupid enough to probably pay the eighty million is someone mm. like Chelsea, <laughs> or maybe Man, or maybe <laughs> the answer to everything. Yeah, or yeah. Man United if they get this uh, investment from this new guy. Because um, all of Man United's eighteen strikers combined this season have two goals. Yeah, so I can see him probably going to Man United if they're going to pay the eighty million. I don't personally think he's worth eighteen million, eighty million. But mm. yeah, I guess you're only worth what someone is prepared to pay. I guess. Um, I don't know if there's a striker out there, Chris, in the French leagues who was, is tall. Because I think that's the I think that's I think that's the profile player we need. I think mm. these little strikers. We've got Jesus, we've got um, Eddie, but mm. I think we need a tall striker. You know, someone who can get on the end of crosses, who can hold up the ball, who's strong, someone along those lines. Well, not not just tall, but mobile as well. It, I mean, basically, you need Giroud when we signed him back in the day, don't you? Like the, that mm. version of. Yeah, I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. I I don't think Liga is the place to go right now. I think that ship has sailed. Eddie Wahi last last summer was a, a really good pickup for for um, for Lance from Montpellier. 
Um, There's a guy in Germany and his name has absolutely just gone Seru Jurassi, are you thinking of? Is that him? Yeah. Stuttgart, centre forward? Yeah. But this this is his breakout year. He's never scored goals before and he strikes me as a guy who's... Do you remember when Sebastian Haller um, got a bag full of goals for Dortmund last year? Mm, I I think he's a bit of a streaky striker. Um, And he's lopsided. (laughs) He's lopsided. I don't think... um, Mm. Well, fair play to him though, he recovered from that, so God bless him. But yeah, I think yes. yeah, I, I I don't feel like we if we're gonna spend that sort of money, I feel like we have to go big for a Premier League type of striker. And I know a lot of people like Evan Ferguson at, at Brighton, if Josh ever bothers to come on, he'd be the one to answer Who? there. Isn't he um, signing the contract as well, apparently? Yeah, but what do contracts mean? You know, I mean, really, <laughs> that would just be another brilliant bit of business from Brighton, wouldn't it? We know that they'll sell if the money's right. Hundred and five million. There you go. But I just, I don't know. I just think that you know, we've proven that if the right player comes along, we'll spend the money. And let's be honest, I think all of us would have said Declan Rice. So I think we all thought. I think we all oh, thought he'd be good, but I think if we're completely honest, we all probably looked at it and thought that's quite a lot of money for a holding midfielder. But he's been worth every penny. You can't question that now. So I, I don't know. I just think if it was me, I would be. Here's a question. I'll I'll ask you both quickly while we've got the time. If you have the choice of a fit firing, uh, Partey replacement. So whoever whoever it was, it doesn't matter who it is, but whoever it was, they're fit and they play the whole rest of the season in the Partey role. Would you take that, or would you take a striker in January? Which would you can only have one. What would be your priority? Midfielder. Uh, midfielder, I think, mm. is the priority. Um, because as good as Jorginho is, I don't think he's good enough. You need and one I, more. Yeah. I, but Jorginho is quite old and he can't play every game now until the end of the season. Mohamed mm. El Nene, as good as we all like him, he's not going to be a starter. Like, and we are... We are one injury away from a um, El Nene, Rice, yeah, El Nene, yeah, uh, yeah, El Nene, Giorgino in midfield, and mm. that can't happen. That really can't happen. So, um, as much as as a striker, we can rotate. We can put Trussard up front. We can put Marcelini up front. Yes, it's square peg round holes, but we can do it mm. in midfield. You literally will get ran through, like John Welsh when we on a Friday night with girls, like. Um, we would just get mullered. Um, so I think if you're if in January, if we could pick up any player, it's got to be a midfielder. I, th- I think we'll be a Charles Segu Jr. Wonderland podcast by the time we actually end up getting the striker we all want, to be honest. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. <laughs> it's kind of almost almost like given up on that idea, but yeah, I mean, you you ideally want a Saka but a striker, don't you? <laughs> you just want somebody who can come through. But but Jeff, I, I looked across the leagues the other night um, when I was bored and I, I was looking and there aren't that many around. There's the lad at uh, Feyenoord, Jimenez, the Mexican, who's having a great season, but, you know, signing forwards from, from Holland or the Dutch league, I, I don't think it always works oh, out. Oh, God, well. no, yes, no. <laughs> yeah, Vanegor of Heslink or Alfonso Alves, let's see here. But um, Matthias Kesman. a legend. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I just, yeah, there's a few flowing around that you could probably look at prizing away from clubs. But I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like the next, the the next striker we sign is going to be Arteta is going to be he's going to be judged on that signing, whoever that person is. And I think we all know we need one. 
Um, the simple fact is you just don't, Neil's just put there, literally read my mind, you don't get many Ian Wrights around nowadays. And that's the problem. There just aren't many players out there. And I, I don't think Ollie Watkins or someone like that is really up to snuff for the level we're looking at. I think we need to go, if we're going to go big, we need to go really big. And as for the midfielders, um, Paqueta interests me quite a lot, but I don't think we would go... Um, no, well, no, I think he's all right. He played for West Ham, didn't he, before the break? But I don't think we'll touch him while there's this betting scandal floating around because Man City were in for him, weren't they? And, Football mm. corrupt. How dare you I know. Again, <laughs> who'd have thought? Somebody asked me actually above in the chat, they asked me about Yusuf Fafana, who ironically has scored for France tonight in their 2 2 draw with Greece. Heavily rotated team. Um, he, he, Did Saliba he play? Is... Say again? Did Saliba play? Uh, I'll check. I imagine he would have done tonight. Um, Fafana's a really good talent, um, but he his, his, his career has sort of gone a little bit quiet at Monaco this season. Um, he's been a little bit... Uh, Saliba did start. Played the full 90, by the way. Um, uninjured, so that's good. But yeah, Fafana, I, I think he's a sort of player. He's been at Monaco for a, a few years now, and I, I feel like him and Marcus Turam... Uh, Marcus Turam um, Kefran Taram at Nice, who's the other one linked with Liverpool, those are two players that are probably ready for a move out of France now. And I think if they get good clubs, then they might progress. Um, but I think with Fafana, it's he's just I just think he's gone a bit stale at Monaco, and I think he he probably does need to move on. I just don't know whether he'd be our level. He is 24 now, which surprises me. I didn't realise he was that old. Um yeah, I wouldn't be against it, but if you offered me him or you offered me, oh, there's the other midfielder at Monaco who's completely forgotten. He played at the he played in the Emirates Cup. You, were you at the Emirates Cup, Carl? Did you uh, no, not me. Um, who am I thinking of? I'll tell you his name because everybody will be on the edge of their seats. Um, he is called... Uh, How do you spell that? Elliot Matazzo. Elliot Matazzo. I was about to say that. He's Belgian. He's 21. Similar profile to um, to Fofana, but I just think he's got a huge upside. Um, so, yeah, he would be personally the one that I would I would have a little go at if I could. But, yeah. Um, anyway. So, what about you? You didn't answer the question, Chris. What would you rather have, a midfielder or a striker? Both. Absolutely. Um <laughs> Uh, I think I do you know what? I think I'd go midfield as well because I tend to agree with what you're saying there I think we've got um, God love Eddie I don't think he's the long term solution but he will get you five or six goals between now and the end of the season like you said Martinelli can can play up front if you need him to I think I think we could budget enough I mean Christ you can play Havertz as a nine if you if you need to can't you it's not like we haven't got options it's just that I don't think many of our options barring Jesus are really good enough mm. um, but that midfield area you know, Thomas Partey, do you know what? No other podcast has had the bollocks to say this. So fuck it. We will. Cause no one cares what we think. Anyway, I was told by somebody who I, I would, I wouldn't question their, their legitimacy of this. I was told that when Thomas Partey didn't go to Spain for uh, <clears throat> undisclosed injury reasons, I was told that he would be back fit for Newcastle or that he would be available for Newcastle. Um, you know where I'm going with this, Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, and I'm just going to chuck this out there, do you think that enough has been, not leaked, but do you think like there's enough smoke in this fire that 
maybe he isn't actually really injured at the moment and they're just making sure that nobody asked questions about why he didn't play in Spain and then was immediately available again? Or is that... Because it's a bit self-sabotaging, isn't it? You can't... Yeah, but I don't think he would have been out for that long because he's missed... No. So since the Sevilla game, it's two games, isn't it? Newcastle yeah. and then... Burnley. Burnley. Yeah. And now they're talking about it's not going to be back to the new year. So yeah. um, just in time for the Africa Cup of Nations. How, how yeah, how yeah I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, and he's been linked with Juve as well, hasn't he? Yeah, I just think, I just think this Partey train has ended now for so many reasons. Yes, the off-field stuff, but I think the injuries are too much now. Is, he's just not consistently fit, and you it's a point. Him, can you? That's it's getting thing. to a point now, which is getting ridiculous. Now he he cannot stay fit for a sustained period of time, and mm. obviously, I, I hate throwing out the word injury prone because it is what it is, but. You know, he's meant to be. He's meant to be. Uh, it was meant to be. The, the midfield was meant to be Partey, Rice, and Odegaard. Mm. Now that midfield has not played together, I believe, um, this season. Yeah, I no, I don't, no, I don't think they played together at all. I don't think oh, really? that midfield has ever played together. Wow. So okay. it's getting to a point now where it's just getting ridiculous. Like you can't rely on him. And I know people. See, and he's what 30, 31? He's I think he's some. I'm actually weirdly just looking that up now because I was just just questioning how old he was myself. So I'll look that up. He's thirty. So he's so that's it. Like I think he should be thirty in June. You said, yeah, thirty thirty one in June. Are we? Okay, yeah. yeah, I think. I think yeah, he's yeah. just got a cut. You know, there's one year left in his contract, right? So next year is his last year, I believe. And you get in, you get money for him if you sold yeah, him. Yeah, you got you cut your losses. Get get and he's on decent wages. Yeah, he'd go Saudi, like easily, definitely go Saudi. Mm. Um, but I think at, right now we just have to cut our losses. We have to get rid of him because he's taken up the space of someone who could come in and be at the start. Because when he's on his, when he's good, he's good. Oh, he's he's one of the best in Europe. Yeah, when, when he's, he's on his day, when he's good, he's good. And that midfield of him and Rice and um, I don't know, would have been absolutely brilliant. It really would have been. But yeah, it's 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 done now, and I think him going to African Cup of Nations. If he is fit enough to go to African Cup of Nations, we just need to sell him because that's a bit of a joke. And Ghana are going to take him, of course they will. If he's got even an yeah. inkling of him being remotely fit, he's going to go. He's hundred percent going to go, and I don't blame Ghana. Like I can't, you oh, know, no, this no, is you... this is their version of Euro, so I can't. You can't blame Ghana for taking mm. him. But I just feel like if I was Thomas Partey, I mean. This may be his last African combination, so maybe he's going to do everything he can to go over there and play. But if you're part of it, you'd think, you know, I'm going to sit this one out and I'm going to mm. want to come back even stronger. But I'm saying this from a purely selfish Arsenal point of view. He's going to think I could have the potential to win the African Cup of Nations with Ghana. So he's going mm. to try and do it. So I don't blame him for going out there like, if he is selected. I just feel like from an Arsenal point of view, we've got to get rid um, yeah. for several reasons. Get some money back, so split yeah. wages, and you do wonder as well. There's there's two players that immediately jump off the page at me when I think about the, you. Fast forward to the summer, I think we're all in agreement that Onene will probably get a golden handshake. You know, he got the new contract, and I think we'll let him go mm. to go and play. And that fair play, like you know, what what a what a lovely guy, and he's obviously very very well liked. But he will want to play football, so he'll probably move on. So My I money. Just... I just saw. I just clocked that he's going to be going to the African <laughs> Cup of Nations as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's exactly. Yeah, 
So he. <laughs> oh, that midfielder. <laughs> he was got on their knees. Um, yeah, I, I th- and and I th- I would put money on us giving Jorginho another year. I, I can see that happening if he's. We have to. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, but but the two that jump off the page at me are um, Ethan Wanieri because obviously he signed a new deal, but he's filling out now. He's going to be starting to get to that. I'm knocking on the door of at least the first team squad shirt number stage. And Charlie Patino, who we still got a. I know people are like, yeah, but he's on loan. Who cares? But he he was he was the big breakthrough talent, wasn't he? When he came came through last season or two seasons ago, as it was now, as it that was last season. Um, we've got to sort his future out. He's only got a year left. When he comes back from that loan, we've got to make a choice: give him a new deal and give him an opportunity, or get rid. So, you know, you've got to free up the space in your midfield. But. Um, yeah, I do feel the only other thing I can imagine us potentially doing, although we haven't done it yet, is the Zinchenko into midfield experiment. That's the only thing I wonder if we might go down that route because if Tommy Asu's Timber, fit, yeah, Timber, Timber as well, yeah. Fuck, he, he goes as well in January. Yeah. To the exactly. Asia Games. Exactly. So you've got to be, you know. We're so basically, half our squad is gone. January. We are going to be <laughs> fucked in January. So, Partey. Tommy Asu, El, El Nene, Nene, and I'm sure. So, okay, that's from the first team. They go, and I, and I get yeah, that. That's enough. That's a. That is literally a. So, a Zinchenko injury from Kivio left back. Ben White will play every fucking game at uh, centre back. Uh, sorry, right back. Mm. I guess you're going to have to play sort of Cedric in the first round of the FA Cup. Just put Cedric uh, up front, fuck it. Like, yeah, and we are like injury. <laughs> so then that is literally Jorginho, Havertz and Rice playing every game through mm-hmm. January. Let's hope one of those don't get injured as well because, mm. yeah, I said he's going to have to manage that. Well, that's the reason why he's the manager. He gets to manage those. But yeah, that's... Um, I suppose you've got Trossard. You could move Odegaard back and play Trossard in the 10 or the 9 and move Martinez. So you've got options, but it... I just can't. I can't see a scenario where we don't sign somebody in January. I, I wouldn't. I don't know about the money, but I, I think we'll only buy big in January if the right player is available. To quote, to quote Arson, if the right player is available, we will have. Yeah, but bit. just bring back Dennis Abayos, like. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you know, he'd do a job, wouldn't he? Um, but I, 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 I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if we bought two stopgap signings in January, like alone. And then a player like like a Kivior type deal, you know, you can bring him in now and have him sort of ready to come in and do a job in midfield. But because who the hell's going to sell their their highest, you know, their highest rated midfielder? Like, you know, Wolves are not going to sell Pedro Neto, and no. West Ham are not going to sell another piece of their midfield to us. Um, <laughs> they'll be sick of us if they did. I mean, there's unless you go abroad, and the only other one I could imagine is that lad from Brazil who's turning a lot of heads. Um, name escapes me. The guy is it Flamenco Liverpool looking at him as well. I can't remember his bloody name, but uh, he's he's attracting a lot of interest, isn't he? Is it Andre? Is his name? Uh, anyway, somebody will know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we were fishing in that box. And by the way, sidebar: that lad at Nottingham Forest, he looks fucking mustard. Have you seen him? That centre back, the Brazilian they've got. He looks fucking brilliant. Do you know? I, I'm going to try and look no. up his name. He he's is a centre back, um, and they signed him from. Uh, can't remember where they signed him now, um, but they signed. I don't know where he's from. 
I'm just looking it up now. Brazilian defender, Nottingham Forest. Uh, Murillo, signed for Corinthians. Um, he he looks fantastic. He so really it'll be at Chelsea for <laughs> 80 million. Chelsea, 80 million next season. Yeah. yeah, go to Saudi for six months and come back. But yeah, he he looks really good. Because not only is he, he... He reminds me of David Luiz without the shitness and without the hair. He's a ball-playing centre-half, but he, the way he brings the ball out of defence, there's a bit of Thiago Silva in him as well. Good player. Anyway, How's that bloke Forrest. still doing it at 39? Well, he's a consummate professional, to be fair. It's amazing. And and he didn't have to do a lot in Liga for a couple of seasons. He was quite well looked after <laughs> by Marquinhos and co. So, but uh, no, I mean, he, he, is a, he is a consummate professional, to be fair to him, and a very likeable bloke. So um, he's one of the few I don't, I don't wish evil well, on. As Avon says, drugs. Or drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the pep school, <sighs> the medicine cupboard. Um, before we wrap up, can we just literally just briefly and someone just mentioned it there Bobby Bobbitts oh, uh, talk about yeah I know and I know because I know this is your worst subject to talk about I understand check that. complete I, I, I <laughs> um, but I, I just want two seconds um, they're fucking shit sorry mm. I know they're just atrocious and I know um, I'll, I'll ask you a question Chris do they have controversy in Liga the, the way they do in the Premier League like I get the referees do not make decisions Credit all mm. the time, and I don't want them to because that's huge error, and I get that. But does yeah. VAR have as much controversy in League One as it does in the Premier League? Um, no, but there are some. <laughs> so obviously, I, I watch the English coverage, so a lot of it's the it's the French feed, but it's the English coverage. So I'm not privy to what they say on Canal Plus or whatnot. Um, Phil on our podcast is quite good at translating a lot of that for us, and. She said there is there is quite a lot of debate because they they basically in France they have like match of the day after the Sunday games they go straight match to match of the day. day it's match of the day yeah indeed um, <laughs> but they they have like a but it's a live program it's all done live and they have like ex professionals in and they talk about it all straight away mm. so it's a bit different to here like where they have like that Monday night football they have like that time to to think about it so they have an instant reaction to it the one thing I would say about France though is that the decisions much like italy you see some some decisions and you go oh well surely like surely that's a pen and they'll show the replay back and you'll be like surely that's going to be given and then it's not given and they just get on with it it's really quite weird like the uproar that we have over here there's so many decisions in france that you look back on you go how on earth was that not a pen like you know the ukraine one last night um, like you see those in France once or twice a weekend and nobody really says anything the, the clubs just get on with it so I wouldn't say it's flawless but they what they don't have in France is they don't fuck about for very long it's usually like one or two minutes and done the standard of refereeing in France is a lot better I know he's not everyone's cup of tea but Clement Turpin is right, regarded as one of the best referees in Europe at the moment he's got one of those looks the you know like the the Italian, the Colina look, where mm, you know yeah, he, he doesn't, he doesn't have to stare. Yeah, he doesn't have to say anything. He just commands the, the respect of professionals. They've also got, um, uh, oh, what's the name? The female official, French female Fond official, oh. Wendy, Wendy, not Wendy Renard. That's Leon. Um, Wendy House. No, I can't remember her name. Anyway, um, female referee. She's very good. Okay, uh, Sid, um, Frappa, Sandy Frappa, uh, Sydney Frappa. Anyway, for a part. Um, the problem with the Premier League is the referees are not up to standard. I mean, half of them are not even fit. Let's be honest, Carl. Like you said, it 
a few times on this pod. Like some of them are not fit for purpose. Did you hear the audio that got leaked by the the guy on Instagram from the the Newcastle game? You know, and this whole what, the fake one or the real one? The real one where it's like Stephanie Frappar, thank you, Bulgarian Guna. Um, the where they sort of said, you know, he's using his forearm but not as a weapon. Oh well, yeah, that's all right that's... then. You know, if if you're running for a bus and you just happen to fucking chin someone, as long as you're not using it as a weapon, that's fine. Absolutely. I would bullshit. I would love someone in the Premier League um, to tweet to, to to tweet and say I'm going to elbow someone this um, this <laughs> week, but I'm not going to use it as a weapon. Don't worry. Yeah. Know. Like, I'd, I'd love them to do it and to see what little happens. Kiss, little gentle kiss, little brush. Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit. Absolute horseshit. Has like anybody. It, Checked up on Giroud after coming on as a late, late, late sub, banging in two goals and having seven second half goals and only two minutes of extra time. Is it? Has anyone checked that he's all right? Because I had him on down for another four or five goals. He must have well, been furious. It, well, you, and you it don't want two wanna, minutes, wasn't it? You don't want a gorgeous, furious Giroud. Yeah, and an overhead kick he scored the other day as well. But Might as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's to answer your question, Carl. It, it, yeah, it, it's better in France, but. <sighs> Let's do, the French have a certain way, don't they, about them? You know, they, they tend to have a very "we're better than you, fuck off, deal with it" attitude. It's quite arrogant over there. Um, Premier League, I think it's you touched on it earlier on. It's about the money, isn't it? You know, Howard Webb and his and his little friend Michael. They've got to have their little show, and they've got to have this pomp and circumstance. And you know, I just, it's my, not just my, Arsenal. Look at Wolves. I mean, Wolves have been no, absolutely been fucked. fucked this year. Like you know, Bournemouth as well. No, Bournemouth, yeah, yeah. They, just, my issue is, it's just that it is a. It's almost like a not dictatorship. Yeah, maybe dictatorship. You can't say anything bad about them without being brought into disrepute. Now, well, 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 it depends. Yeah. I ask ask Deserby whether you know, how is he not being fucking brought up on charges? I, like the shit that no he idea. said, and nothing's been done about it. Like he's got a nice beard, like, though. So, so did the United they, manager have a right go as well? Got yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But and he's so northern, so it doesn't count. Yeah, so, yeah, so my issue is they're going to come for Arteta. They're going to give him a match ban. Like, oh yeah, they're going to want to make an example out of him. Because Get the laundry basket ready, said. mother. And because of sort of how. Sky and every professional seem to rally around the PGMMR. So, mm. like, don't tell me it's not a mafia society. Of course it is. Um, so they're going to make an example of him. They're going to give him much, like, they're going to, what, £50,000 a one game ban. They're blatantly going to put him in the stands. I think um, get three. I think he'll get three games. I got just got a feeling. Is that, like you, I think they'll try and make an example, personally. My issue from that is they were blatantly wrong. Blatantly mm. wrong on all decisions, including the Habits decision. So, yep. including should Habits got sent off? Yes, there's yep. no doubt Habits should have been sent off. So, I'm not saying this from an Arsenal point of view, I'm saying this from a football point of view. Yeah, and the fact that how can you push someone with two hands and then have to cheat to say it's that's okay? Mm. Then the next game, Saka does it, and, then it gets and it's a foul, like, and it's just like. You're not even then, trying to show that you're inconsistent. Like you're just you're not even trying that because you would have thought that um Howard Webb would have been like, look, the next Arsenal game, they're gonna probably because I would do, I would say I literally would be like, if I was Arsenal, I'd be like, you know what, push someone in the back and just see if it gets called a foul. I would yeah. I'd literally say that to them, and then then I'd be like, How is that not a foul? And this is a foul. And, because and, apparently sorry. 
No, I was, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, but something that hasn't been made enough of this is, is Gabrielle is, does everything right. The amount of the amount of uneducated people that are saying, "Oh, yeah, but Gabriel's under the ball," and then he gets caught. No, he deliberately arches his back to try and flick the ball away because he's trying not to head it into his own fucking net. Anyone with a brain who's ever defended in professional football knows that that's how you defend a back post cross. You flick it away with your head so it goes behind you because he's got an incoming striker on. He he's positioned his body perfectly. He's made himself big. He's planted his feet. And then fucking Joel Linton or whoever it was at the back post has just, you know, has, has literally shoved him into... It's, he might have gone in the net so, with it. I just don't understand how anyone can look at that and just say it's not a foul. Like, it's just... It just begs belief that these people who are professional, who get paid quite a lot, I think mm. they get paid like 70 grand plus expenses, mm. can only can honestly look at that and say, no, that's not a foul. Not, mm. not a foul. And then the next game, oh yeah, Saka does it, it's a foul. Like... I'm not saying it's a conspiracy theory against Arsenal because I'm I'm not. I'm it's just it's ridiculous to say that. I, not, I honestly yeah, yeah. do. Yeah. But because every team gets fucked. Like the Wolves this season have been totally fucked. Like mm. but my issue is you can't question them. If you can't question them, how do they ever get better? Like mm. surely you gotta pull them up and be like, look, guys, come on. But the moment you question them, you get pulled up on charges. Like like I said, I'm being very honest. That needs to be investigated. The PGMOL, someone needs to go in undercover. Fucking news. Where's news of the world when you need them? Like yeah. an undercover, flipping <laughs> yeah, expose right. um, with a camera. Um, it just oh. needs to be a an ex- It needs to be a separate body, doesn't it? It needs to be a completely non-linked entity, doesn't it? It's just like yeah, yeah there's too much going on for for it to be. And yeah, it's just it's... all the, the northern referees, like all of them are are white, all of them are flipping like male, all of them mm-hmm. come from that. Thank you, Danny. Like this I don't understand. So London has nine million people living in it. Nine mm. million. Are you trying to tell me of the nine million people who live in London, not one person is good enough to be a referee for the Premier League? Mm. Out of nine million. So why do you know what I mean? Like, more... We've got one Australian. Why have we not got more European referees to give a different perspective? Because they don't right. fit in. That's why, you know. And none it's just, of those it's just weird. Or Man City, Man United, or Liverpool. That's that's the unbelievable bit. Mm. It's just there's just so many I look at and I go, you're not even fit to run around the pitch. Like, yeah, because isn't um so the Man City Liverpool game is been fucked. Oh sake. my god. Um, it, the, the Man City Liverpool game is being refereed by a scouser. Mm. No, not, not, not by Scouts, or sorry, for someone who lives Man- in Manchester. I can't Manchester, what, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember who it was. Um, but it's just like, come on. like You're just not even trying to hide it now. And that Liverpool game, I mean, I'm no Klopp fan, but that Liverpool, oh, my God. You, you Imagine if Liverpool finished second by a point at the end of the season. I mean, fucking hell. Like, I'm no Liverpool fan, but my God. You know, back in the yeah. days of Gladiator, you'd have... They'd be fighting, and then one of them would have the other one down. And it wasn't thumbs up for kill him and thumbs down for... It was thumbs up to let him live. Mm. And then it won't be long before we have an entire panel at every game of people wearing Saudi Arabian dresses, and the referee will go, this, listening, and then they will go, penalty to Man City. Thank you, my lords. Carry on with the game. The VAR, they'll just decide the outcome. Much like the judiciary system in that country. Death. Death. I just, I just don't know why. I just don't know why we don't live in a. You know, they're releasing the bloody 
audio post game where they can clearly decide what they put out or what they don't because they're clearly not going to put out the hmm. all right trevor pass me another digestive but what why and i'm no rugby fan but i watched the cricket world cup you know recently and you know when they do an umpire call the umpire dialogue is instant you know and it this whole argument of oh yeah but you'll hear the players saying fuck this fuck that well every, we we all know anyone with a brain knows that live football is about four to five seconds yeah delay. it's delayed easily delayed so it's very you'd be very easy to you wouldn't even have to bleep it you just you just muffle you know you just turn the microphone down if anyone's swearing but my main point is you wouldn't have swearing in the var you'd hear a lot of fucking unqualified pillocks just arguing and talking over each other which is all you seem to hear but you you know why as i say the cricket world cup you know the the batsman calls for a review the umpire's microphone is immediately turned on he says he states you know batsman whoever it is um you know head from australia whatever is questioning the call can i please get this replay can i get that angle can i see this can i see that it's all done live and it it doesn't take any longer than football does. Why why can't we have that there and then? Because then you would it puts more pressure on them to get the right decision. Absolutely. But at least if we can hear what's going on, and it does take the three issue, to four minutes. I think you know? the issue. I think the issue is, and I've said this before. And they need to they need to hire some nineteen ton year old kid mm. to just do the camera angles and drawing the lines. Yeah. The fact that the referee has to do it and they're not technically savvy, you need to hire like, some 25-year-old who fucking grew mm. up playing Fortnite who can just do them angles <laughs> with a flick of a switch. Um, Look at the England game last was... night. Did you see that one? How long did yeah, it take them? So, so yeah. obviously offside. Like, just... And I don't get it. And surely you can get like some some someone, some technical savvy person just to, do you want this angle? There, there you I'll go. Do draw that angle. Yeah, I draw the lines. There you go. Quickly. Bang. So the referee is not having to do it. He can just make, sit back and mm. just make the decision. That's but even, even if it's not lines, even if it is a controversial penalty, just just be honest, just be out there. Like people would understand if you made mistakes, but they were hearing it live. They were hearing the decision making process. Hearing like three Northerners just shout over each other for five minutes doesn't help anyone, does it? You know, it, and we've got more cameras and grounds, and we've got more footage than ever before. You know, we've we got people on Twitter doing the fucking jobs for them now. We've exactly. got literally people doing it on Twitter. Exactly, on their PCs at home. So if yeah. they get on their PCs at home, why can't you, they do it quickly? And it's just yeah. it's, it's just really annoying that no one cares if a referee makes a mistake, but it's no. when they have the video evidence to, to replay it and still get it wrong. That's yeah. the, I guess that becomes the issue. Like, one of my... Have, go on. I was going to say, one of my mates, who's a, he's a quite popular streamer, um, I, I know him as Jack, but he's known as Pieface, um, he's a big Argyle fan, and he tweeted last night after the Ukraine decision, he's like, as an Argyle fan, uh, yeah, I can't even imagine what you Premier League clubs go through week after week, I'm so glad we don't have to put up with VAR that, at home park. That decision, how that wasn't a penny, I... <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, I have I mean, to laugh. And he makes the most people, of it, but it's... Yeah, he does. But if you haven't seen it, that is a penalty to Ukraine. Oh, Ten times over. The defender knows it. He looks so guilty. He's like, yeah. what me, Gov? Like, so and obvious. how they haven't looked at that and said it's a penalty, I, I don't understand. So, well, bad referee is not exclusive to the Premier League. Like, it's, it's all over, unfortunately. But, we yeah, know that's just... We, we can't not have Italy at another major tournament. You know the rules. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, like, um... Yeah especially in Germany and Europe, right? Exactly. Yeah, you can't have that. Anyway, um, it's 10 o'clock. I feel like that's probably a good time to round this off. Um, 
we normally would ask questions but yeah, yeah it's been a long show it's nearly two hours so you know you get what you pay for and frankly none of you watching pay us a fucking cent so go fuck yourselves um but no so it's all in femi's um offshore fund that's offshore why. offshore nigerian slash colombian accounts yeah. yeah exactly um but no we do we do really appreciate you all tuning in um for all of you in the live chat uh thank you very much for for tuning in and of course any of you that are listening on delay or on the podcast or if you're going for a walk or a run or whatever you're doing and you've got us in your ears or having a poo whatever thanks danny for lowering the tone as usual but thank you very much we appreciate you uh i've got a very quick thing to say in a minute but carl you've got anything you want to add before we go home uh i am going to america tomorrow or whenever you listen to this on wednesday i need to find somewhere to watch the bournemouth game so anyone anyone that um i'm going to be in new york so uh if you know anyone just send me a dm or a tweet because i need to know where in new york i can watch the game i think it's a five o'clock game isn't it over here Mm -hmm. so it's going to be like midday in america on saturday blind pig isn't that where everyone goes is that still a thing over there i have no idea pretty sure that's a good one but don't quote me on that but it might be worth a google but yeah i need to find out where to watch the arsenal game um in america in new york i'm going to be in manhattan slash brooklyn so yeah that's me but yes uh thank you for having me on christopher and daniel much appreciated we can stop daniel moaning for another week until next week till he has to chase us all again in a week's time none of us are available but yeah well when we listen to brentford obviously it'd be one of the highest shows because we'll talk about ramsdale being a goal and we knew that ramsdale wasn't good enough and like raya should come back in and everyone everyone be justified and the seven goals we don't get because of VAR checks and all that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a bit great time. We look forward to it. Is it oh, yes. and Neville, I remember Neville and uh, um, Jamie Carragher did that running. Yeah, that running. Remember last time we played um, Brentford? Oh, yeah, the, the dancers. The yeah. And the fucking dancers, the fucking pricks. Of course it is. It's an evening game, isn't it? So they'll be able to dance down the touchline. Fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, and we've got Liverpool, uh, Liverpool Man City on Saturday. I, I'm having a tattoo done, so I'm going to miss that. But... Uh, Hopefully they both lose. Um, yeah, um, at that London guy, if you want to tweet Carl with recommendations of where to go for uh, pubbage, etc. Um, Danny, you won't be going to the pub on Saturday, but do you have anything you wish to say or plug or whatever? Uh, Mike Hertz has given us 99 cents. What a guy. Thank you, Mike. It's the highest donation of the last four seasons. Thank you very much for that, Mikey boy. Legend. Um, it's Mr. Canton's birthday today. You know, he's doing doing wonders. Well, happy birthday to him. And um, what else is there? Um, oh, the, the offspring is home for a few days. Oh, so that'd be splendid. nice. Coming to bleed me dry. Yeah, uh, well, there was something else I was going to mention. You ain't going to spend your money on coke and hookers, so you know, you might as well give it to your daughter. Exactly. Yeah. My account's always open if you want to put any in. That's fine. No problem. Yeah. Got one of my cats meowing, sat on the desk, being a, a, a pain in the arse. Only one knows we- one meow. We can hear her. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. It's very Him. old. Tom well, when Tom. you when you think of what the hell you want to promote or plug, then you know. I can't remember what it was. Well, nor can I. But we're not going to sit here for twenty minutes while you think about it. it could cause... be longer. Exactly. Um, if Danny thinks of what he's trying to say, then I'm sure he'll tweet it or something. But we'll, we'll plan to be back next week anyway. Don't know who. Don't know. Literally, the way this podcast works is we don't know who's going to host. We don't know who's mm. going to be on. We don't know what no. game it is. We don't know when it's going to be. It literally could be any time, which is why 
cheap plug, you have to flick the bell and subscribe and do all that good shit because then you know when we go live because your phone comes up with a little notification saying we're live. Yeah. In, the- in the last month, we've lost 20 YouTube subscribers. That's 20? We only had 32 in the first place. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, oh dear, fuck all of those guys. They're all bots. Uh, but no, we do, we do, we do appreciate each and every one of you. Um, and um, just as we wrap up tonight, I think I made references in the last time I was on this podcast, but fuck it, I don't care because it's an important message. Um, so I've been absent for about a month, maybe five, six weeks. I don't know. It's, it's been around about a month. Um, and I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but I've gone through a bit of a shit time recently, personally. Nobody's died or anything like that. Just, just, just up here. The head's not been in a great place. And uh i've shared with the group and i have absolutely no embarrassment to say i i've had a bit of a a rough period of, of mental health personally um and the only thing that's really got me through it is being active and you've probably anybody who follows my twitter has probably gone like does he just not talk about football anymore all he talks about is running and pictures yeah part of that's true but it's my personal way of getting my feelings out there and expressing myself and celebrating my small wins and all I am leading up to saying about this is that what you see here, excluding the awful haircut, sorry, is this is the real me, but I have shit days. Carl has shit days. Danny has shit days. And just because you think everything is fine in somebody's life, it isn't always the case. And there are often a lot of things going on behind the scenes. So just be patient with people, be kind, be nice and if this podcast is the only thing that makes you smile once a week because you know you can't get out and do stuff that's good enough for us if we put if we put smiles on people's faces so just checking with people you know it's it, i know it's the same message i know it bores a lot of people but it is important whether you're male female young or old it doesn't matter um just reach out to people and one tweet to somebody one text message one phone call can make the world of difference trust me i know so um look after yourselves we love you all very much i will not go any further than that but moving forward hopefully i shall be around a little bit more um and i'll just keep running uh right that'll do us for tonight then so cool safe travels my friend i uh, hope you find a good pub I hope so. And to all the American policemen, please don't shoot me. I do not have You're any one of them. weapons on me. So I'm um, hopefully I go to America. I boost your economy by spending some money and I come back uh, all in one piece, hopefully to a win uh, against Brentford because I don't like Brentford. And I don't know why I don't like them. Maybe because they were bust up in Hounslow. But um, it was their I first so Premier League game ruined the season for us. I Definitely think that's is. what it is. And mm. there's something about Brentford I just don't like. But they won't have their striker, Ivan Tony. Ah, fucking prick. You probably put a bet on for the game. Um, but uh, <laughs> do you know what I realised? The other day I was talking about another footballer and I was like, I hate any footballer that's not associated with Arsenal. Like, if you're Arsenal Even footballer, some are. I love you. <laughs> yeah, some are pricks. But like, did, did you see Chris? Did you see? The, sorry, I've, I've got to say this. There's a, an article of um, Gallas saying that how oh Saliba can come a world-class yeah. striker. I, was, <laughs> I did laugh. I was like, who is Gallas to give advice to about becoming a world-class striker? Marcel Desailly also, um, he did an interview with my colleague Jeremy at, at French Football Weekly and um, he basically said Saliba isn't world-class yet and that he believes that... Uh, um, Kuyate at Liverpool, Konate at Liverpool is a better centre back. So I mean, you know, 
I don't love Marcel Desai, but that's a bad thing. Do you know what I've realised? People who play football have some of the shittest fucking opinions. <laughs> yeah, like, but it gets, it gets clicks, doesn't it? If they say something, yeah, you know, they just say something that's sensible. Saliba's the best best central defender in in, in Europe right now. Fact. Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you don't think that, you're an idiot. But, hey, that's fine. People He's people want to hate. written all over him. Yeah, Shut up, Danny. No, he not. hasn't. Let's him not. and Bellingham. Oh, right, let's get out of here. Danny, thank you for your time. Much appreciated. Thank you for turning up. You're welcome. Nice change. I try. And, Carl, if you happen to find any Chicago Fire shirts while you're in America, pick one up for me. That's a good chap. Right, well, that is it. New York, I will. Yeah, oh, John, probably not. Miami John it. lives in Chicago now. He'll, he'll get you one. Really? I'll, I'll, I'll maybe not drop him a message. Anyway, that was America Wonderland. Uh, we have been an Arsenal podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep it Arsenal. Good night. <laughs> as soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see him at him. So when you see him in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt.